Welcome to another episode of Super Fun Game Review Podcast. Go! I am your favorite host here, Harry, here with Baby Cakes Hamill. What's up, fuckface? And Ralph. Yeah, use the bow. It kills zombies. Dead. <laughs> Steve-o. What's in my brain? Clarkman. I'm pe- I'm playing devil's advocate tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So a couple things. Let's do our plugs. Find us on Twitter at Super Fun Podcast. Like us on Facebook.com slash Super Fun Podcast. Become a donor at Patreon.com slash Super Fun Podcast. And we are just releasing on iTunes. Special bonus that my fellow hosts don't even know. Prizes available to randomly selected people who leave a review on iTunes. What the fuck are you talking about? Really? Can I get what kind prize? of prizes, yeah, what, Harry? What kind of prizes? Do go on. Find out next episode what those prizes are. Okay. Yeah, we honestly don't know them, so we're not fucking around. Harry did not tell us this shit. <laughs> yeah, we're surprised. Son of a bitch. What, what are you talking about? All right, so let's dive into our topic tonight. The Last of Us. Available on PS3 and PS4. So, initial thoughts, guys. Who wants to take the floor? I love this game. <laughs> right off the bat, Good we're start. going. Yeah, complete <laughs> thought there, Ralph. Nice. That's my start. I enjoyed it. I was excited for the hype, and especially after Naughty Dog did Uncharted 2. It was like, oh, let's see what they got now. And they got me hooked. It's in my brain. Uncharted 2 is a great game. Absolutely. Um, yeah, uh, I am actually not a huge fan of The Last of Us, and you'll you'll hear why. I I got this game the first time it came out for PS3, and then beat it. Had some strong opinions on it, but playing it again, my opinions have changed. I, I I'm not gonna lie, this is the first game I got because it came with the PS4 bundle. I played the shit out of this when I first got it. Oh, so you didn't play it on the PS3 then? I did not. Oh, no, I, I really? knew very little. I saw Clark play a little bit back when we used to live together. But Was I, he smiling back then? Because I have a theory that he's uh, <laughs> <it>. <laughs> No, when Harry first got his PS4, literally all you would see him be like playing at all was The Last of Us. And he'd yep. try to get everybody to play, and everybody said, no. Should have called me, Harry. No. <laughs> Should have called me. All right, guys. So why don't we move to game development? Game development. Hamel, why don't you start us off? What do you know about the game development of this game? Some people worked on it. It was developed. <laughs> and they made a game. I, I know it's, it's the creator, Naughty Dog. They did, like, Jack and Daxter. They did Crash Bandicoot. They did Charted. That's all I really knew of development. I didn't know anything else. The Uncharted 2 team, after they were done, split into two groups. Uh, one went on to make Uncharted 3, which is an amazing game. If you haven't played it. Haven't played it. And the other team was going to work on a mystery project. It was rumored for a really long time that it was actually going to be Jack and Daxter, which I personally would have preferred because I love the Jack and Daxter games. That's, I, uh, I will say, I, I, I do remember looking this up because I, I, I tend to read a lot of these things based on the games when I'm laying in bed about to fall asleep. I remember the inspiration for the um, the fungus in the game. I, I it's based off a real thing. Yeah. It's based I, off the, I, I've the seen it on um, and, um, Cordyceps Fungi is the actual. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Did, you, did you ever see the, the video that they play? In? It's like, um, what was it? Planet Earth? It's Planet Earth, Earth, something like that. Yeah. And, and the ants basically get infected by it. They climb to the highest like branch or leaf and they the spores just like come straight out of their head. Like they basically take over the ant and climb up 
and then just release all the spores from the, from its head basically and they just fall down on the rest of the the ant hive or or whatever yep it's a scary real Brutal. interpretation of a zombie apocalypse which really made it appealing to me and one of the things that hooked me the main influences and this is directly from the developers were the walking dead uh, obviously, for the really po- for the post apocalyptic zombies, Walking Dead. I don't, I don't get it at all. I don't see. Yeah, it. I don't see it at all. No um, True Grit for the uh, relationship between Joel and Ellie, huh. uh, because there's the. Uh, oh my god, I forget his name. I love that movie though. I like the remake a lot too. Uh, oh, John Wayne. You mean the first one? Yeah, well, True Grit was remade too with Jeff Bridges right. and uh, the girl. And I, I forget. I, I, honestly, I, I, I forget the actress's name, honestly. Um, but she was like stellar in it. And oh, absolutely! And I, I loved the remake. I've only seen the original a few times, and I yeah. don't remember. It was a lot during my childhood. Yeah, yeah. But um, their whole relationship plays a big role in how Joel and Ellie are, where he's like this grizzled, hardened person. It's like, come on, you fucking young girl, like. I'm going to teach you how to, like, be a badass in this environment that we're in. Definitely see that. But I don't think it's just about that. I think it's a reverse interaction as well. He's just this hardened, just focused on survival. We'll get into the story. Yeah. But yeah. I'm just saying, like, yeah. inspiration-wise, yeah, I, I oh, think yeah. it goes both ways, not just okay. one way. And that girl's name is Haley Steinfeld. I, right. I, I, I That don't girl. Know, I don't know who the hell she is. Even with the other movies on here, I, I could not. I think she's her. a really good actress, actually. Also, 28 Days Later. Love that movie. The Running Zombies. Yeah, The Running Zombies yeah. and how vicious they are. Yeah. And also, uh, Cormac McCarthy's The Road, the book. Oh, okay. Is a yeah. huge influence that on, on on the road trip. That makes like, sense. The, the whole, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Has anybody seen that movie? Yes. Yeah. 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 The, that basement once. scene freaked me out. I still have nightmares on it. I don't Dude, really you should read some that, excerpts but... from the book. I did some after I found out that it was a book. You should read it at night, the light's out. <laughs> he's gonna have trouble reading it with all the lights on no that's true put your glasses on harry i don't need glasses we went over this last time <laughs> you couldn't find that nut on the floor for like 30 minutes and <laughs> also um naughty dog was almost su- sued for the likeness of ellen page uh, yeah. yes okay yeah and then so they changed ellie's it was like her bangs uh her cheeks her nose and her eyes. Right. They changed all of those features, but like the lips and the and her chin line are still kind of there. That's why she still has that somewhat appearance of Ellen Page. But actually, looking at at side by sides, you can definitely see the differences there. Well, after that, I'm pretty sure they went back and then tried to base the character models off of their voice actors a little bit too. Yeah. You know, and Ashley if you Johnson. look at the yeah, if you look at her and look at Ellie, you could see it, it does look like a combination of her and Ellen Page together. Did you see a picture of the guy that played Joel, though? He looks nothing like Joel. Yeah, Troy Baker. Troy Baker, yeah. yeah he's yeah. a ridiculously prolific voice actor for, for yeah. video games. He's talented, um, for sure. And he's, he's in tons of I'm pretty stuff. sure he's Ocelot in um, Metal Gear 5. Does he play the same character voice typically, or does he have a wide range? Of he was uh, he range, was in definitely. Bioshock Infinite. He was Booker. He was Harvey Dent in uh, Arkham Knight. He was Samuel Drake in Uncharted. He does a bunch of cartoons. He was a cartoon version of Guardians of the Galaxy. I was like, no, he wasn't that. I mean, he does. he's a voice actor, so he does a ton of voice acting shit. Got it. He's the type of actor that has a huge range and can really play a lot of different types of roles and characters that really what the game or cartoons or series or whatever it is really calls for. 
that, so that makes sense um but just going from the 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 three that we mentioned there um three of them really sound similar to me like booker dewitt joel and ocelot you can all tell that that's the same guy like i i don't yeah. know if he does have that kind of a range I ha- i'm not that familiar with his work he does like the joker and some of the animated cartoons too okay all right Originally, this game was supposed to come out before Uncharted 3, which it didn't. Uncharted 3 has a Easter egg for The Last of Us. Actually ended up being a huge hint as to what the other team was working on. Was that a newspaper? Yeah, it was a newspaper that was talking about the fungus outbreak, which was nearly identical to a newspaper that you find that you find in Sullivan's Tavern in The Last of Us. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and yeah. Sully is the name of a character in Uncharted. Yeah, it's his main bro, main sidekick. Yep. I haven't played the series, but I definitely want to get into that. Uncharted is awesome, Uh, especially if you like the gameplay of Last of Us. Like, Uncharted is, like, phenomenal comparatively. Why don't we mosey on over to story segment? Story. Let's just jump right in, then. Let's jump in. One thing that I really liked about this game, the evolution of conversation of Joel talking about his daughter to Ellie. The beginning... I know, I'm not, I'm not trying to jump right into the overall plot, but in the beginning of the game, he completely avoids the conversation. He, uh, it's brought up at some point, and he's just like, uh, never mind, shirks it off. Yeah, it's less. almost like he just doesn't want to talk about his dead daughter. I know, but I'm just yeah, saying. No, like, yeah. who, who would ever think? But yeah. it, it, Okay, well, let me continue. A stranger but, doesn't go around and say, oh, and by the way, do you know my dead daughter? They don't do that, Yeah. Who, yeah. Okay. who was shot you and died in my arms? Great, even, thank you. Yeah, and as a scavenger, you're not going to be especially as a scavenger who's doing all these dirty deeds, they're not going to meet somebody and just be like, so let me tell you everything about me. No, no, I understand. But I'm just saying in the course of this game, I like how you get to witness this evolution. It's supposed to span over the entire year. You see it within, what, nine, ten hours worth of gameplay? Yeah. But uh, towards the middle of the game, he starts letting out small details to Ellie. Like, he doesn't want to... He even, like, he starts talking about it, but then he's like, "Eh, let's change the subject, more or less. And then by, by late game... He's acknowledging it, fully discussing it with her, and just saying, like, and almost accepting that it happened. It's the changing of the seasons, and so that can really show the different development of someone's mind, especially once Joel and Ellie meet each other. He has this task of what he's, you know, given from Tess to, oh, deliver this girl, and then they start to develop a relationship, and then where it can be a little tumultuous at the very beginning, and then it starts to, it's going to sound really corny, but bloom and blossom kind of as the seasons do, where you go from summer into fall into winter into spring, and then by the end, it just... That was poetic and beautiful. I've heard that. (laughs) I enjoyed that thoroughly. (laughs) I've heard that love can bloom on the battlefield. So at at the very beginning, I want to discuss the opening. You start off as Joel's daughter. um, Sarah? Sarah, yeah. Mm -hmm. You start off as Sarah. You start seeing everything that's happening from the point where, like, you fall asleep, you wake up, nobody's around. Your uncle's giving you uh, your dad text messages, calling at, like, 2.30 in the morning. And then you see your dad come in and he's getting attacked by the neighbor. You get in the car and you start seeing the outbreak happening around town, including like uh, one of the hospital patients, which you find out later on. They do talk about, you know, people thought it was like whooping cough and all that. So people were going to the hospital, getting everybody infected and then running out. And you do see like right outside the hospital an attack. As you're going through, 
I just have to ask with this, the small part of getting to know Sarah and everything, when you do see her get killed at the end of that by the soldier, did anybody else ball like a little bitch like I did? I mean, let's be. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay. Thank you. I, so I, I'm not the only I'm one. Not gonna, I'm not going to shrug this off. And no. I, I want to tell you guys, it, it's yeah, like nope. the, the third or fourth time that I've played that opening sequence and gotten to that point. And it's it's been maybe six months or, or longer since I've since I've gotten there. And I I watched it and I listened to it and like it's so well acted by the voice cast and of course the way that it's shot and and done with with the engine with the CG and everything. But I stopped and I had this moment. I was like, God damn it! Like it's I caught the feels. I can't I can't <laughs> like I can't even describe it. Like okay, so my initial thought was like, Oh my god, they're sock puppets, but the emotion was there. Right. And what I mean by that is, of course. All I'm really see, all I'm really getting out of it is the audio, like the the voice acting in that sequence completely sells it. They could have been sock puppets, and I still would have bawled my eyes out. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah I definitely teared up. They really put a lot of feeling into that opening scene, and that's one of the biggest things that I take away from the entire game. That's what you're starting off with on your adventure through this game, and to have it have it begin like that. She basically dies in his arms. What? Literally. 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 It's like there are very, very, very few things, whether it's movies, songs, games, I don't care what kind of media you put it in with, there are very few outlets that actually, at least for myself, that actually hit and where you're staring at it, staring at the screen when it happened, like, are you you serious? It's like you almost kind of have a feeling like this is going to happen, but when it actually does... It fucked me up a little bit. I, yeah. I was not expecting that at all, at all in the least. Yeah, I, I don't want you guys to think that I watch, like, the Hallmark Channel and cry every time, you know, someone finds a puppy in a field. You know, like, that doesn't happen. Like, I, yeah, he, doesn't, he, he, he doesn't want you to know that that's what no, he does. No, he doesn't want doesn't you to think yet, it, right? no, for sure. No. Oh, we're going to get pictures and post them on the Facebook page. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just Ralph crying in the middle of a field with, like, three puppies in his arms. <laughs> Box of Kleenex next to his nightstand. Oh, Ralph is well, that's there for a different Jordan. reason. Happy, oh. tissues. <laughs> Happy tissues or sad tissues? No, but um, and and I really felt like sticky? I felt like the opening to this really gave you a reason. It almost justifies why Joel's kind of a prick at the beginning. Yeah, like he sorry. is really cold and very hard, and it's because the person who was closest to him was taken from him right in his arms. Why is he going to get close to anybody else? He he doesn't want to, and that's why he's so cold and pushes everybody but Tessa away. Because Tessa's got that booty, that's why. she got that booty and that mouth that don't quit. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I actually felt that because this is my second playthrough, seeing that again, and like I said, I've done it a couple of times now, but it's just been a while, seeing that again and knowing all of the emotional weight, knowing the full story, seeing that opening again, I really feel like that's why it, it hit me so hard. I felt really bad for Joel in, in in that moment, for sure. I mean, it didn't, like, move me to tears or anything. I think as a character, him being a scumbag for 20 years afterwards, because that's what he was with, with Tess. Like, like let's, let's be totally honest. He was a smuggler. He was not an, a good person. He went outside of the law to get whatever he wanted. He went on this, like, vigilante terror or whatever, whatever you want to call it. Just, I don't think that, that whole section to me unvalidates how I felt about him. He could have been a different person and been less of a shitbag after it happening. I understand that like something like that could be catastrophic in a way to a human, but he could have been different. 
he could have, which I completely understand where you're coming from, but I think that just builds his character even more. I think it, I think it, it, it would have made him a better hero though if he was actually like well I use the term hero loosely because he's not a hero no in not, the entire no, game to the from end, beginning to we'll, the we'll end get to that. yeah <laughs> he's he's not a hero at any point in the game no, he's but, kind of a dick yeah the like the whole game no, he's like borderline monster yeah to be honest uh, yeah with you. yeah and that's the thing like and that's what I don't agree with with all of that emotion that they build up with in the beginning and I, I like I, I get that it's there like I felt that like I have a child of my own. I really tried to get into my my own head when I saw that happen and like what I would do. But me, I would try to be a humanitarian. I wouldn't want to kill people. I wouldn't want to like be a shitbag. I would want to help. I would want to make sure that that didn't happen to anybody else. Well, you said uh, yeah. I'm sorry to cut you off, but you said you like revenge stories. Literally, the people who are in, in town helping him, the one that you said he's smuggling stuff in, he's against the like. People policing the town, pretty much. These are the same people that killed his daughter. They, I mean, it is a revenge story. It is slightly a revenge story against them. It's not. It's not a revenge. <laughs> this is not a revenge story whatsoever. That part, I believe, is a small part of revenge because he's he's not going to be like, oh, you killed my daughter. Let me line up and it's, listen it, to it's, every it's also, rule you It's say. also different. He gets he gets killed by or Sarah gets killed by somebody involved in the National Guard. Essentially, the government. The, yes, and they told him to do it. They, he got orders from up I, above I understand to kill. that. But the people that are guarding them at that point is a completely different organization than the one that... It's not the National Guard anymore because civilization has completely collapsed. It's a just a military at that point. But it's it, not the same the, it's organization. Still that, it's, it's still that... That, that government position of authority. Yeah. That's the thing. And that authority. It was the authority that was told to kill his child, and that's that authority who was still looking over him, be it what it may at that time. That is still the type of position where if you're set into that, and if you're going through that type of trauma right afterwards, where in your mind are you really going to differentiate? These are almost, almost the same type of people that were given orders to kill my child, and then even though it's... 20 years later still i'm gonna fall in Wait, line and, but i mean he also he also chose to live in that town he didn't have to live in boston if you yeah, don't mind me about hold on hold on sorry go ahead yeah if you don't mind me chiming in real quick i think what clark's trying to say is i know you guys think that he may have revenge motives and he might as a character but i don't think this is a revenge story no yeah no, no, story. no part right. of the game is revenge no. story. right if anything it's him trying to redeem himself if anything, I think that is Joel's thing. He is trying to redeem himself, and that's why he makes the decision that he does at the end. He's trying to redeem himself for the loss of Sarah. He's, I mean, but he's he's also I, a selfish prick. That's that's more of what I okay. So yeah. The first time I, I played the game, I didn't catch the bit when they first get to Pittsburgh and they get attacked by those hunters, and Ellie's basically like, "So, um, you know, like, did you kill a lot of innocent people?" And he's just like, "Uh," and she's like, "I'll take that as a yes." Like, I think I missed that the first time because I never really looked at Joel as this monster or this this guy that has done everything under the sun to survive. And I mean, it, it almost seems like I'm not paying attention to the game at all if I think that because you slaughter hundreds of people to get to the end of it. But I didn't really get the the part of his character that was so dark. Maybe I was just sympathizing with him so much because he, he lost Sarah. I was like, you know what, he gets carte blanche. He, he's off scot-free. But playing it this second time, I really saw the grayness of the character like there are no good and bad characters in this entire game everybody right. is just a shade of gray no nobody, yeah, absolutely nobody is is pure of heart at all 50 shades and of gray? no not that <laughs> nope. Not beep, bop, nope 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 <laughs> 
I really appreciate that. I appreciate that Joel is not the freaking white knight. He he is somebody who, for 20 years, he's been on the wrong side, or, or he did whatever he had to to survive. Now, to build on your grayness, well, I guess it's not more a theory, but... Are you going to um, get darker gray or lighter gray? What <laughs> shade? <laughs> Coming Charcoal? back to that. Yeah, we're getting, to, we're getting to the shades of gray. I'm just saying, I think that's what makes the characters feel so real. Yes. Because humanity ourselves, we're not... Oh, I was going to say we're not white and black, but <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not. There's there's a lot. Of- I'm just saying, <laughs> there is no pure good and there's no pure evil in humanity. We yeah. are all different levels of gray ourselves, mm-hmm. right? So to actually just put an iconic character that's purely evil or purely good in the game kind of takes away from that realism in a sense because it's like a Definitely. it's a myth to to become one or the other, right? Out of curiosity, what good things did he do? Because, like, taking Hell Ellie fuck. isn't a good thing. He's doing all this for guns at first. Yeah. That is, he's not yeah, trying true. to save so, humanity. At first, then it's almost where through playing through the game and going through the storyline, you realize he, I won't really say he has a change of heart because still in the end, it's... It's, it's being dick, selfish. It, yeah. It's being selfish. It's a dick move. I mean, it's an understandable it's, dick move, but right. it's still a it's dick It's not necessarily move. a dick move, though. Maybe to her it is, yes. Yeah. But whether or not... And to humanity. No. The way they portray humanity in this game, are they really worth saving at this point? Sure. Harry just got deep. No, no. I don't know. Everybody is murdering. Everybody's fighting over rations. Yeah, yeah, but if if there's a cure and you can... You stop all of that. You stop that perpetual cycle if people don't have to worry about all of that shit. Well, because if you think about it this way, if you can kill the last clicker or whatever in the world, that doesn't become a problem anymore. But because there's no cure, more clickers happen. But who's to say that's going to stop whether you find a cure or not? And that the cycle isn't just going to continue because you're still dealing with a small amount of population. You're still dealing with a very, very limited rations and gear or whatever else you need to survive. Yeah, but civilization can start rebuilding at some point. You can hope that it will start rebuilding, but, but just because you find a cure doesn't mean that it's going to automatically it's like, oh, last clicker's dead. We're all yeah. good to go. And then everybody stops killing each other. We found a cure for the Black Plague and then Europe rebuilt. So like, it's not an unheard of thing. Oh, no, And during the Renaissance, people were fucking dirty as hell. Straight up killing people in the streets, all that types of stuff. It's just a, you have to give them a chance. That's that's the problem. He didn't give humanity a chance at all at the end by making the decision that he made. Well, let's be honest. Even though we were, you know, humanity was fighting against the clickers and you know the infection that was spreading, they still had a chance. But they started resorting against each other. Yeah, and I mean, they you... had twenty years to have a chance. Yeah, I mean, they they could have banded together. And unified to fight this infection yeah. or something that came along, but, but instead they you, were selfish and as you, a society. And you came across it throughout the game, where it what you weren't just fighting against. Let's just you know keep it short. You weren't just fighting against the infected. You were fighting against people. I mean, hell, when you got into winter, you were literally fighting against people and the savagery of what people could become. But you also have to remember there are good people still. Oh yeah. For example, Henry and Sam. Although mm-hmm. at one point they do kind of abandon you, it's because, like he said, you would have done the same thing. But they're still there to help. Joel and Ellie would have died if it weren't for Henry and Sam pulling them Very out of true. the river. So there are some glimmers of hope. But when you have Henry and Sam as one, a good section, and then 
all of Pittsburgh <laughs> just <laughs> fucking everybody up who comes in. We already knew There's, that was going to happen to Pittsburgh. Well. <laughs> <laughs> they, like to start over, they're going to go, okay, firebomb Pittsburgh. <laughs> like, yeah. they, 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 there's only so much. They would have to do something like it would take so long for humanity to be rebuilt. That's something. Sorry to cut you off that I can really give credit to this game for doing. Because look at it right now of how we're really viewing it. You could pretty much see where people could be good, people could be bad. Do we give them a chance? Do we just say, fuck everybody? It's last man for themselves type of deal. That's where I really feel like they really played into emotions and really made something out of this. Right. I I completely agree. I think the discussions on the concepts that are posed in the game are way better than the game. Hmm. I do wanted to uh, backhanded comment. It, it is uh, okay. I, I'm, really I'm going to be completely. You. I'm going to be completely unabashed about this. Yeah. I, I I don't like the game. I'm going to be expressing what I don't like about it in all of the following sections. Real quick, before we go away from Joel's character, I'm I had something done. to say. I'm not done. Did anyone else notice that Joel did not start warming up to Ellie until he had to rely on her for survival? It says a lot about their relationship. You mean when he's being um, drowned in the pool and and she shoots the, the guy? Yeah, that's, that's, kind of, that's kind that of that's kind of the part? turn. That's the turn when Ellie has to finally take on responsibilities because Joel can't do it all himself, and he's starting to realize that. That's when he opens up to her, which makes a makes for a really weird dynamic. That kind of makes me think Joel is only there and only doing this for self-gain i can see that but at the same time did he feel like he was just guarding this child for a reason and then she actually proved her worth which i'm not taking anything away from the character but at the same time for the world you've been living in for the past 20 years and how many people have you had to carry on your back how many people had to die just to get to this point and then for her to be like hey I can actually pull my weight around this instead of just being another mouth to feed, another body to drag along, and that's just risking your own life for it. That's ex- that's exactly what I'm saying. And then she did her part, and then she proved her worth, and it's like, okay, this is worth me putting more effort into. Yeah, that's rather- that's exactly what I'm saying, Steve. Yeah, which I, he, I don't feel like he's wrong in that. He doesn't want to get involved with her at all because the last kid that he met as far as we know, he, he doesn't, doesn't want to get attached at all. Well, yeah, abso- Joel, absolutely. Joel does seem like he's soft-hearted enough where he could he could have been friends with her. Not friends, but he could have grown to her a little more at the beginning of the game. Mm-hmm. But he didn't want to. And you could see him trying to pull away rather than get close, which you said. Well, yeah, that's, but, that's absolutely a theme in the game. Hell, the beginning of the game, he's carrying his daughter. Right. And you end the game by carrying Ellie out of the hospital. Right. There's a direct similarity, even in the in the gameplay itself, of... That Joel sees her as a surrogate, like a surrogate daughter at right. the at the end of the game. It's just it's a weird dynamic that he doesn't have to rely on her until or he doesn't open up Warm to her at right. all or doesn't warm up to her at all. As soon as that happens, he starts using the nicknames. I noticed it 100 percent. He starts calling her kid and kiddo mm. as soon as that happens. 
He literally because they cause they go out there and then maybe uh, like they they walk outside of that building where she shoots the guy, stops him from being drowned, and he's like, "Here, kiddo, do you know how to shoot this gun?" And the mm-hmm. rifle. And everything. He immediately gives her like a pet name. He starts endearing to her. It's mm-hmm. when he says he heart starts to melt a little bit. It's a good point. I was just gonna say that it, maybe it's because she saved his she saved his life, but it's not the first time necessarily that she saved his life because when they the militia or whatever had to drop on them when they're trying to leave Boston. Ellie's the one that initiates that fight and basically stops him from getting taken in. Right, but you you could also... He might have also seen that as she's going to be a fucking wild card and this is going to be a problem. True. Mm -hmm. And that's why he... Like, I believe she jumps on someone and, like, starts hitting them and then you got to take them out. Yeah. Yeah, she doesn't hold her own there either. Right. Yeah. She just kind of delays something and he was already starting to make a move if you saw him like slowly motioning towards his gun he's already about to make a move and then ellie kind of actually fucks that up yeah and that's probably another reason why he didn't want to give her a gun or warm up or rely on her at all because her first time she did trying to be a hero she fucked up yeah then he was like god damn yeah so i can see that weird dynamic working that's why it worked for me just in regards to the to the ending specifically like his decision and i i'll make that two prong his decision to not accept that ellie has to die in order for this cure to be found to me i never looked more deep than she's literally his surrogate daughter he cannot go through with that again he he physically can't that was my first interpretation and hasn't changed much he physically can't let that happen too much has happened, he's gone through too much, and he can't lose her. He's become attached again. Essentially. Again, oh, yeah, he opened sure. himself up and let... I mean, it's kind of odd because I was still surprised, the first time, I was still surprised that he made that decision to to shoot... Um, oh, what's Marlene. Marlene. To shoot Marlene. It surprised me, even though it's clear as day what he was going to do anyway. I mean... Yeah, you sure. almost can't blame Joel because... No, I, I don't. Another thing is this... This surgery isn't a guarantee. Right. And when he tells her, hey, there were others like you, he's actually not lying. He could be telling the truth. If there's, no, if there's an immunity, then there, if, if there's an immunity in one person, there's probably more than one that has it. Before you go into the surg- like surgery room to get her, there's a surgeon's recorder. Yeah, I listened to it. Yeah, he talks about how the other patients, the others. they didn't know how to correctly do the surgery, so they died. Now they perfected it. And then this, uh, she's going to be the savior. Well, then that does mean there are other people. He technically did not lie to her, but he also made it seem like they just walked out like, ah, you know, somebody else will take care of this. We're, we're good. Yeah. It's kind of funny how she's like, oh, the drugs are still wearing off. Like, yeah. okay, so why are we in this truck? And I, I was drugged, but they don't need me. How did I get to that point? But they didn't need. Yeah. She has to know that. And that's why she asks him at the end. She's like, have you told me everything? And he's like, or have uh, you, yeah, have you I'm a fucking liar. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Because you, you also have to think, too. With the everything that she's going through with the surgery, they probably told her, just so you know, you won't be waking up. This will kill you. They had to have told her something about they, it. You can't no, assume that they no. had to have, though. I, I, you can't. Yeah, I disagree. You, you can't. I do. What no. the fuck Think do they of Ellie's care? character. She, Marlene she has only ever seen her as a cure since she got bit. That is the only thing that she saw her as. Well, she, she was unconscious when they pulled her out of the water. Why would they... Wait for her to wake up and then just knock her out again. Yeah, they didn't. They, they probably they, just they just uh, they just stabilized her and they didn't put her under. She was already unconscious. That's well, the point. reason why the reason why I think that she may know that information is because she's asking, 
are you telling me everything? Because somebody told her, hey, you're not going to pull through this. What we're going to do, will you have to sacrifice yourself. Ah, she probably just picked up on the context. I think she's just smart. Well, you also have to realize this is a kid that grew up in the type of environment that it is. It's not like she's just some dumb other kid. She has some wit about her. Leading leading up to the whole thing, like even Joel Joel assumes that this cure it could be taken out and then she'll be fine. They assume that, but Ellie at the end is getting really distant and kind of just being like, "I I know she was in the hospital, but if she passed out in the water, woke up in the back of the car, and she's like, okay, well, what happened?" And he said that to me, I'd be like, "Okay, sure, why not?" Joel didn't find out she was going to die until in the hospital as well, so I feel like there's something somewhere she picked up that she wasn't going to make it or because she gets really distant with them at the end and is kind of like, are you telling me the truth? She would have no other reason to question them with everything that he gave her. Actually, they've they've been through so much at that point. You get to know how to read somebody at that point. She could probably tell that he was lying because he was so open about everything. And then he gets very, very short with her on all of his explanations of what just happened. So as a group. Let's move on into Ellie. <laughs> so you want to move into, into I, I think they Ellie? tried doing that oh, in winter. So, oh, it didn't work out so right. well. So, so one thing I will say, I think it is a little refreshing to see a strong female, not, I'm not going to say lead, but co-lead to this game. I, I think a lot of games don't really portray women in a realistic sense, more or less. Right? I think this Dead was... Dead or alive. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> God. Games where you can adjust the boob size... In a slider, yeah. I I do Early know Tomb Raider. Some complaints this game got is because Joel is kind of like a copy and paste character from a lot of other games, just a strong male badass lead, more or less. Yep. How many games can you name? Just Invincible, essentially. Yeah. Exactly. So just to put a child character in, except for spikes on the ground. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I didn't want to get into that, but yeah, yeah, yeah. The fact that she's 14, the fact that she is so young and yet she's so strong willed independent, you know, I think those are the best qualities of, of her character and make him stand out because she's not, uh, she's not some battle hardened badass. She's not sniper wolf, you know, Steve, yeah. calm down, oh, relax. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> um, it's growing. It's growing. <laughs> you got a cordyceps in your pants there. <laughs> Maybe. One, one part. I call it the clicker. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's not oh my god! <laughs> the one thing I do like about the character Ellie, I like her different interactions with some of the other characters in the game. The way she's constantly arguing and getting sassy with Bill, or how she's reverting to more of her child side when she's hanging around. Was it Sam? Sam. Sam. Yeah. yeah. Um. And how she just like totally freaked out and stabbed the shit out of the oh, fuck. David. Da- <laughs> Thank you, Howell. <laughs> I'm just saying, I like I like seeing her her change her character depending on what other NPCs are in your party at the time. Well, you being. almost kind of see her grow up a little bit, where she has that childlike kind of mind, and then you know when uh, push comes to shove. Yes, put in put in certain positions where it's like, oh, all right, well, she's not just a kid. Stop putting that. <laughs> Putting, putting her, her in those positions. <laughs> Yo, Ralph has a straight up dirty mind. I saw you oh say positions God. and Ralph immediately looked up <laughs> like with one of those questioning looks and was like, what kind of positions? <laughs> <laughs> well, to side with Ralph on that one, though, Steve did follow after positions 
with showing that she's not a little child anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that's this, basically how he right, finished that thought of his. Well, fine, fuck she the rest bloomed. Of she opened up wrong. her flower. <laughs> <laughs> now everybody listening on a list. Oh, Good job, guys. Oh, my God. This is and so then rough. stabbed you in the fucking chest for it, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There you go. Fuck this day. All I heard oh. was positions and chest. I don't even know where to go for but you are right. Her interacting with people and also interacting with, like, different things around the world, like the giraffes, the movie posters. Um, when you go into the music store and she's like, it's really a shame that nobody's listening to all these now and there's a shit ton of them just laying here. And I think that's put in there to remind you that she is a child because I think you can get caught up in the moment with just, like, all the brutal stabbing and just mayhem. The, yeah, the, the mayhem that, that she is. She's basically like an ally just killing just like you were. And I think you lose your essence of being a child, but they try to reel it back to remind you with, with some of these so, moments. So, so one one way that they do that that I really appreciated was her learning to whistle. Does anyone know that when she actually learns how to whistle and starts and starts whistling her first song, it's the theme from Uncharted? Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't catch that. that. Yeah, it is. It's cool to me that they put so much detail into everything, like even tiny, tiny details and her reactions to all of them, because not only is it, you know, her childlike sense, it's also these are a lot of these things she didn't get to experience because the world was already fucked up by the time she came into the world. Exactly. So this is all a bunch of this is all brand new to her. And it's cool. Like you're seeing you're almost seeing a child like learning new things which is, can be fun I, I know what you're talking about like like talk, it, it was in the left behind dlc if you get the remastered version it has it in it hamill tell me what you're telling me yesterday so one of the coolest things i liked about the only thing i really liked about the left behind dlc is um when you're with it's riley and ellie and they get to a photo booth and they go to take their picture and as you're done everything and you get to print it it goes hey do you want to upload it to facebook and she's like what the fuck is Facebook? <laughs> and she's like, I don't know. And she goes, let me type in my name. And she starts typing whatever she types. And it goes, oh, no internet connection. She goes, what the fuck is the internet? Like, this is <laughs> this kind of stuff, like small details. Like, she, we we all rely on the internet. Our podcasts on the internet. They don't know what, like, these kids don't know what the internet is. I just thought that was interesting. It's a cool little, like, of course cements it in the time right time period of, of where this is at well because the whole thing basically took place in what 2013 well it started the, the in 2013 outbreak? and then 20 years later so 2033 would be where the game most of the game you play i mean you can kind of get the sense that it it's it's stuck in the same world as 2013 because they're with the downfall of society there was no advancements in technology or whatever so right. it's almost like a copy and paste like that that's just the time that they're stuck in right. from now until till the end. Yeah. Really appreciated the uh, knockoff uh, Twilight posters all over. The, yes. Uh, uh, they were called <laughs> the Dawn Wolf. of the Wolf. Dawn of the Wolf. <laughs> yeah. Wrote that down. <laughs> Part two or whatever. Yeah. 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 And also one of the other, uh, one of the tiny details um, is like the board games. Did anybody see the board games that were lying around? There's an Uncharted oh, yeah, board the, game. Uh, there's Jack and Daxter. Yep. And there's one called, um, oh, I have it written down here. Travelers of Satan board game <laughs> instead of... Oh, uh, I have that one. Instead of Settlers of Catan. <laughs> Travelers of Satan. Nice. Yeah. 
Uh, when it comes to Ellie, mm-hmm. I really can't disconnect her from Ashley Johnson, the the actress that provides her voice, and I think she's doing. I don't know if she did motion capture for the for the first game, but I'm a I'm a fan of her entire performance for the game. I think it's one of the cornerstones of what made the game so great. Uh, and I did uh, I did see a video where they talked about in um, the scene where she runs away after she starts to put together what's happening, how Joel is going to try to hand her off to to his brother. Right. She steals the horse, does the whole thing. The scene where she like pushes her, yeah, she pushes she pushes Joel, saying that everybody everybody is you know given up on me or left or died or whatever except for for fucking you like like that that scene like uh, it wasn't working until they added the push into it. So they must have been doing motion capture for the first game because the push was something that she just like improvised on the spot and it made the whole scene work because mm-hmm. they had tried it again and again and again, just talk, just saying the dialogue, like, except for except for you, I guess, or whatever. And it didn't work until she, except for fucking you, and she pushes him. Yeah. And it just makes the whole thing work. So I, I, I know they give video game awards for voice acting, but like to me, this game, a lot of it is her. Well, it, it captures the extra emotion. If I mention the name Ish, do you know what yes, I'm talking Ishmael. about? The the guy in the tunnels. I love that little story that was in the story. Yeah. How does it end? I don't think I found his ending. You find a book outside of the tunnels that says that he got out. He got, got out. And I have, the I have no idea what you're talking about. You know in the tunnels, all the like people and all the... With cool, Sam uh, and with... Um, yeah, with Sam and uh, Henry. And you're in the tunnels and... Um, you go into like almost like a there's play a community room and everything. Yeah, there's a community yeah. inside, in there. and they have like the classroom and stuff like that, and they're just it's just littered with runners and clickers. So during, yeah, I, I missed the whole. So, can I give you the quick synopsis? Yeah, so do it. He basically was on a ship. That's yes. the first thing you find. You yes. find the docked ship on the beach. Mm-hmm. He survived the initial outbreak by staying out to sea until he didn't have supplies. Exactly. And he came back, uh, wound up going into the uh, the tunnels, um, and he, I guess he was just by himself for a little while until he saw somebody else recruited him in against his better judgment. He was kind of iffy about the whole thing. But then as you read more and more documents, you start to learn about what they were building in there, the, the amount of people. They had a bunch of kids. And then you find out later some of the last documents say, like, an outbreak happened. You start finding, like, suicide notes. Um, and, and you, Dead children under blankets. Exactly. Yeah. And then finally, when you get out of the whole tunnel system, you find one last journal piece in the, one of the nearby buildings saying not everybody made it out but he i think he made it with two children and a and, woman and a woman yeah. yes and then i think the woman's husband died or was stuck in there i think he was the one that committed suicide with with the children and actually i think his recruitment was he only brought people in who had children no he, he does mention something like the, that hmm. the the suicide with the with the children i thought that was the other because there were two guards or whatever because i remember seeing a poster it was ish and and ken or kevin or something something like that i thought he was they got trapped in that room and he just he ended he ended them all but when it came to the final i guess the final book for ish i didn't i didn't find him and i always assumed all right i initially assumed because right not not far from the from the ship you find just a body with like a bottle yeah you always assume that might have been ish right there that's what i thought right but i could be wrong i'm uh, yeah i i missed that whole thing Uh, granted i was not reading all the notes the only note that I actually think I went in and read was for a safe combination at a house. I, that's actually a point I wanted to, to bring up, too. Not, I'm not trying to make funny or anything, but it was kind of important to read some of the documents. There was extra dialogue after closing yes. some of these pamphlets or yeah. recorders or anything that you may have missed if you didn't 
indulge mm. in, in like because you would read the document and then ellie might react to the story and then there'd be a brief back and forth between the two of them yeah another character that i wanted to talk about bill oh, i fucking bill. love him <laughs> I, he, he was probably one of my favorite npcs in the game yeah bill was awesome naughty dog got a lot of uh, applause and reward for having a prominent gay character. I remember when that happened, and I, I, I actually, I think that went over my head. That, yeah, that he basically. It's, it's yeah, B- Bill's a gay character, uh, and it's uh, you. You can kind of tell um, things that I wrote down because I knew about that going into the second playthrough, and I wanted to kind of investigate things that I picked up about it. One. Ellie grabs the the male, male nude magazine. That's a big yeah. tell, yeah. And she's like, "Oh, it's all sticky." <laughs> <laughs> Another thing is when you go into that one house and there's the guy hanging there, and his he's partner. like, "Oh, my partner," and then he criticizes his shirt in such an intimate way that it's like, "Oh, only he'd be caught dead in in that." Like, it's just one of those things that it kind of like. Stuck out, and it's not like a how, like, oh, I think Harry looks like shit today. Ha 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 ha. It was like in an intimate way of like, he always looked bad in shirts, like, he had no taste. It was just a, it was like a intimate little thing. And I think Joel knew, and I don't think Ellie picked up on it at all. And, and I thought it was very interesting. They kept it kind of hidden, but he was unabashed about it when he was like, oh, that was my partner. He didn't say it with like a weird, sly thing. He was like, very open about it they made him a non-flamboyant gay person and they they dropped a lot of stereotypes when it comes to portraying uh like a you know a gay male in video games and i thought that was very awesome of them to do and and not keep up with stereotypes and have him be feminine or weak which is like a very common awful stereotype about gay men i have a question for you when you got to the house where you got the car and everything and you got out what Mm -hmm. did bill say to you once you drove out of there like what was the end thing bill said to you one of the things you find in the house is a note from the guy Ah, right and it says like it basically is something like fuck bill i didn't care for him all that and then it was the note from his partner yeah and then i did pick that up i I never read it yeah you have the option to give it to him or not and I'm wondering if when you give it to him, because when you're leaving him, he seems heartbroken as fuck. He's like, yeah. get the fuck away from me. Yep. Go. Like, yeah. I didn't know if that maybe changed things, if you gave him the note or not, or if maybe it was just, you know, because I took I mean, it Harry, like, is, that, is that an option? You've played the game like five times. I, I've always given him the note, though. I think. Oh, I think you it's... gave him the note? I never gave him the note. Okay. I th- I think because. Does, is, is that. Well, he, hold on. Hold on. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Real quick. Is that the same thing that happens is he just like get the fuck out go yeah yeah. no matter what whether you give him the note or not but even when you're in the house and you give it to him he goes really is that really how he thought of me you know what fuck him like he gets really upset and you could tell like he is heartbroken he gets his emotion gets really not funny at that point Mm. We shouldn't have bashed the way His bad he attitude's not funny <laughs> yeah. anymore. Yeah, yeah, no. I did I did like him though. He was one of he my was, favorite oh, yeah. characters yeah. in the game. He Definitely. was he was such an interesting like I mean he was crazy Bill or whatever, but it was interesting to see. It was some of my favorite dialogue in the game between Absolutely. Ellie and Bill. Absolutely. Just the, the banter yeah. back and forth. They were just like they didn't hate each other, but they were definitely like uncomfortable or, yeah. or pissed off at one another. Just just their whole demeanor and they're both very strong willed people right. that ju- that just clashed. It got a little sassy. A little bit. Yeah, they were they were like <laughs> buttonheads and stuff. Yeah. I, I like how Joel's like, "All right, Ellie, 
We're gonna go in here. Just don't say anything. Just 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 <laughs> just keep your hands to yourself. Don't say anything. Don't touch anything. Like the first fucking thing she does is like, hey, what's this? Is like picking stuff up and talking directly to Bill. I love that moment of just like it was like it was one of those like, no, fuck you, dad, like yeah. <laughs> moments. It was kind of funny. I'm gonna be defiant. Oh yeah. god damn it. And actually one of the things I really liked about Bill, I wrote he was hilarious, and I also wrote my favorite line was when they're going through a gate and Joel says, are you sure that gate will hold them? And Bill goes, well, I locked it and I, I'm the only one with the keys. So, and you just keep going from there. Like he's yeah. like, dude, it, they're not getting through. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. We've hit a lot of the story beats so far. Let's, let's actually dive into the ending. Essentially at the end of the game, Ellie drowns. She gets resuscitated. She gets taken to the fireflies. Fireflies find her and Joel, and they go to operate. Joel finds out that she's not going to make it because Marlene tells her, and then Joel proceeds to kill a fuck ton of fireflies. Unless you play it the way I did. You sneak through? Well, I, I specifically remember there's that, that one room basically right before you get into the uh, – right before the surgery – the room. Like you, room? Just, you just get in there basically and it's just litter with guys and body armor and uh, leading up to that whole part i was like okay i'm gonna I, I knew that that part was there i remember trying to just completely stealth it my first run and i i spent so much time trying to do it this time i was like you know what fuck it i did uh armor piercing on on the um on the big revolver and on the rifle and when i got to that room i was like you know what fuck it i just threw smoke bombs and ran straight to the door mm-hmm. and and made it through without an issue wow I say I, I like that last part. This is like because you're hoarding your resources most yes. of the game. Yes, this is the part where you splurge. True. <laughs> yeah, I mean this <laughs> is true. This is that, I mean that comes down to really gameplay. I want to talk about the story real quick. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah, so he makes it to the the operating room, mercs the the surgeons, takes Ellie, carries her to the elevator. It's a very like endearing moment. Shoots Marlene in the stomach. If you guys want me to stop at any one point and start commenting, I'm just going to talk about like yeah, where we it. get I'll to the end. Point, no, point. Okay. That's, that's right. a dick move. At least so, he could shoot her in the head. I mean, come on. He does. He does. Yeah, he does. Oh, I mean, so so like he takes her, he takes her to the car or the truck rather, puts her in the truck, goes back to Marlene and is like, "No, fuck you. You're going to come after us." Shoots her in the Yo, fucking head. Shoots her in the head. Drives off with Ellie. Ellie wakes up. Tells her, hey, so he, he pretty much lies at this point. He's like, okay, so they had other patients and they they don't they don't have a cure for it. So your your contribution wasn't needed. And then, well, I think his biggest point is there's lots of people like you, Ellie, right? Yeah, make her doesn't feel like yeah. so yeah. much pressure on you have to be the one. And then she kind of confronts him at the end and is like, are you telling me the truth about everything that happened? And he's like, yep. (laughs) Sure. And it just cuts with her. But then she just says, okay. Not enough explosions for you, Clark? I I don't need explosions. I'm just teasing you, dude. For for story. (laughs) I'm just teasing you. Which really makes me curious on how they're going to pick up for the next game. Just saying. I have a feeling based on the trailer what they're going to do is she's going to think the Fireflies killed Marlene. And she's going to go out because she says, I'm going to kill every last every one of last them. One. And then she's going to go on a tirade of the fireflies, find out Joel was lying, and then kill Joel. Wow. So should it be called the last of them? The last of Joel. <laughs> the last of her. <laughs> I don't like the ending. You don't like the ending? I don't. 
Uh, like I had said before, I really think that if Joel really, truly wanted to redeem himself, he would have let them at least come up with a cure. I think it, I think that would have been the best thing to honor his daughter. But she wasn't infected. She was shot by the... Well, it's presumed infected just with the quarantine and shit going on. I don't know. I just, one that last thought, I'm just going to get back into that. Are they worth saving in the first place, though? Like, no, I understand. Yeah. And, and, that's, and that's, that's a great interpretation. That's, that's a, yeah, that's a, that's a fine thing to think. I just think that he should have really honestly considered it more than just his selfish one. Oh, okay. Oh, they didn't give him time to consider, though. They didn't. That's they true. They already had her prepped for surgery right when he got up, and they were kind of assholes about it. I can see why he reacted the way he did. He got I mean, mad yeah. because they were like, hey, quit being a bitch. Yeah, you're not even going to get to say goodbye to it. Like, why would? Why are they rushing it? They waited a fucking year for this moment. You they le- can wait another thirty fucking minutes. You learn to guard- love someone else again, well, and here they are tearing someone else away from your arms a little differently, but still, it's well, almost I'm- like he opened himself up to finally care again, and it's like, no, nah, fuck you. Also, with the nature of surgery, she was already, like, sedated and stuff. She would have had to wake up. It would have been a few hours. And then, like, another eight hours until he could talk to her. And then, you know. They that's, waited that's 20 really... years, 30 fucking minutes. Come on. Yeah. 20 years. I love that yeah. that guard, that year. dick guard with no, Marley. He's like, all right, let's go. You know, and he's just like, when, when he finally, like, knocks him out, he's like, I haven't got time for this. And, like, just shoots him in the stomach. <laughs> yeah. He's like, where is she? Like, the whole thing is just funny to me. Because that guy just, oh, he got it so bad. Yeah, he did. <laughs> um. He was a dick, though. And now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now he's dickless. <laughs> and Clark, the first time I actually, the first time I played this game, I was in the same boat. I hate, hated the entire game because of that ending. That ending oh pissed God. me you off. Guys, but Ugh. no, 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 no. But go ahead, go ahead. The second play around, I actually knowing what was going on and everything, I felt better about it, and I understood where he was coming from. And now I like the game a lot more with the second playthrough of it, and understanding everything going on uh, not to get back into game development though they did a test run because um, there was a little backlash for not letting the player choose and they did like a little oh, focus oh. group where they had like two different endings or something like that and even if they gave them the option a lot of people preferred to the, save the, ellie yes okay well you know it kind of makes sense and i i have to admit just the the ending for me like i enjoyed the whole game and when it came to the ending to me, that was what sealed the deal that, like, this is one of the best games I've ever played, in my opinion. That ending, because logically, we all know the better decision, or at least we the first thought, logically, he should let Ellie go. Unless you're interpreting it as humanity's fucked and that's it, which is, is, which is fine. I hadn't really considered that. I didn't look at it that way. I thought... Joel's decision is he either takes Ellie because he physically can't let go. He can't condone losing essentially another daughter. Or we find the cure and we restore the world. And that his his emotional weight and feelings for Ellie are so strong that he's like, fuck the world. I'm going to keep her safe as long as I can and that's it. No, That ending sold it for me. I really honestly think it should have been a player choice. Put that decision... And how? Because me personally, the game would have been a lot better if I could have left Ellie there. That's how I felt Joel should have reacted in that moment. Forcing me to make a decision that I didn't agree with to end a game that I just put like 15 hours into, that sucks. That really fucking sucks. But this is a testament to like linear storytelling. Like, this is not a choose your own adventure. It, it really isn't. 
I, I don't know. You guys can can say no. you can you, you know. I mean, it's not. No, I, I yeah, I I understand, but I still like. There are still games that aren't choose your own adventure that give you an option at the end of it. I feel like it makes it tacky. Like though. Max Payne, where you can shoot the fucking dude or not shoot the fucking dude. That has no real impact on though. the game, though. No, I understand. It's just something to make you feel better. Oh, here's a here's a guy who's been an asshole the entire time. Do I shoot him in the head or do I not shoot him in the head? But Either we, way, some but, shit happens, and if you don't shoot him in the head, he fucking hangs himself and he dies anyway. But no, you no, don't no, have no, control over that. What I'm trying to say is. If they were to give you options on the ending, it destroys the story. Like, okay, what, what's a... A game that gives you a choice like that? No, no, let, let's take a movie, for example. If mm-hmm. you were to watch a movie, another form of... like, Because I consider this game borderline like a movie. It plays and tells a story like that. Sure. If you watch like your favorite movie, it's like an awesome drama... And at the end of the so movie, you punch. choose Harry. It's sucker oh, clue. God. Was it? Was it in clue. her mind? Cl- clue is a fantastic movie. Yeah, and at the end, they have eight different endings for you to choose from. Yeah, they have three different yeah. endings, and it makes it amazing. But that's also a comedy. You know what okay. I mean? Like in Sucker Punch, does the whole thing happen in her head, or does the whole thing happen in the real world? There you go, Harry. Give us your interpretation, Clark. What were you gonna say? You you had some strong opinions, and we kept cutting you. Yeah. Hey, another thing I was gonna say, <laughs> <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> no, um, so Joel is my favorite character of all time because of his beard. No, that's a shame. I'm, I'm kidding. Because of his beard. Come on, he doesn't even have a good beard. I, okay, <laughs> <laughs> you all right, Steve? Yeah, Steve, are you okay? <laughs> I'm choking on pretzel. This is fucking stupid. <laughs> Give me an example of a game where you had a, a player choice and it really made it better for you. Okay. So, I, I'm, I'm going to go back to Max Payne 3. Okay. When you have the choice to kill that guy or not kill that guy, that is you get to determine immersion in your own head if Max is going to remain and live his life as a pacifist or if you're going to continue his whole thing of violence. But that, that really I, doesn't that have I, an effect on the story that, itself. My yeah. question would be, because at it, the it end affects of the, your interpretation before, of no. the end of the game. Okay, but at the same time, at the end of the game, I did not shoot that guy in the head. What happens when you shoot him in the head at the end of the game? What does that change in the end? Max still goes into the sunset after having He goes into the sunset. He's still sitting at the little cabana, and he walks off in his little fucking Hawaiian <laughs> shirt. Does that, that does that change at all? Because that No, just... but the question that he, he poses to himself the entire game... At the beginning, you remember, you you pose a question to yourself at the beginning of that game, and you go through the whole fucking game, and at the end, you've probably forgotten the question. I believe he actually asks it to himself again, but are you going to re- continue being just the killer in your own story, or are you going to live the good li- like a better life? I understand where you're coming from, but you're talking about let you make the decision at the end of the game. That's one decision. Does that affect the actual outcome at the end of the game? Or is that just your own self-gratification of shooting someone in the head or not shooting them? I, I want I want the option of having the self-gratification. Okay. So is this, that's all I'm asking. Is this your that's big it. your big point with the game, Clark? Well, hold on. I, I, the, I the end? So I don't like the ending of the game. Does that ruin no, the whole fine. game? I, and that is beca- fine. Because me personally, it's a character story, and at the end of the game, Joel doesn't stop being a douche. He doesn't. He doesn't change. I'm sorry, but like 
he continues to be like I okay I might be different from you guys but I'll give you I'll give you a, a, like a, a tough decision all right if you had to sacrifice one of your friends so Harry. that Steve okay. <laughs> damn it if you had to sacrifice one of your friends so that all of the others had a chance at living would you do it Steve Harry yeah no we're done okay okay so that proves my point of why i don't like the fucking end of the game he makes the selfish decision to continue on trying to have this relationship with with a with someone who is not his daughter no matter how hard he tries that ellie's not going to replace his daughter that's true but you you also have to consider the chapter before this was from fall into winter she literally saved his life. He would have died. And that's another turning point for him where he's like, okay, I need to trust this person. I mean, it, if somebody saves your life and is spending so much time to keep you alive, are you just going to be like, yeah, I'm still going to fucking kill you. I he's don't not going to be the one killing her. I know, it wasn't, it wasn't his choice to make. It is he, his choice no, to make. He, he completed, he completed. Okay, but what he was intending to do, which was deliver her to the Fireflies, which was the goal for both of them. But their relationship changed on yeah, the on the, on the way not, over. Yes, over the you years, you haven't had one single thing where you were like, "Yes, I like this," and then over the time, you're like, "Have you ever liked something and then hated it later, or hated something and then liked it later?" That's the same thing. Over time, your opinions and relationships and everything's going to change. His changed, and now he doesn't want to let this girl go. Yeah, but but. Okay, maybe I'm just a logical. Maybe I'm just a logical thinker. It's the in, logical choice. Yeah. Yeah. It, maybe I'm just a logical thinker, but it doesn't matter how I feel about something if it's for the greater good. I align myself with. I think it's for the actual greater. Like, like again, it comes down to: Would you sacrifice one of your friends so that all your other friends and family and relatives and all that, all that? Or even total strangers They're around the world. They're already gone. That's the yeah. but, okay. Or even total strangers around the world. It's easy what? to say that in theory, though. It is. Then when you're in the moment. Okay, I'm very, very much like that. I I believe that to a core moral that I have. That's why I don't like the game. The ending. No. Okay. No. Sorry. One point that you're trying to make earlier is that Joel made this poor decision. But Ellie never even had input on this at all. Right. How do we even know that's what she wanted? Like, that should ultimately come down to her. She shouldn't have to sacrifice Marlene. Mar Marlene. Sort what do you of mean, who cares? That's yeah, what it okay. says. Okay. okay. It's her own life so now, that okay. is basically taken into question at the end of the game. Where okay, Joe... and she could walk out a door and get killed by a fucking clicker. Yeah. And then, and then everybody's fucked. Or she could almost drown in a lake and then just be killed. Right. One other part of the story is at the end of fall, beginning of winter, when Joel falls and gets impaled, and then Ellie has to drag him out. Like a bitch. There are like eight different points in that scene alone before the end of fall where they both should have died. For one, uh, yeah. For one, Ellie gets hit in the face with a fucking pipe. Doesn't even react. <laughs> Doesn't react, gets up and shoots the guy. Badass. No, she would have been dead. I could get That's hit true. in the fucking head with a pipe, and I am dead. I, I Or knocked out, and then I can't. There's nothing I'm doing. 
You fucking knocked me out with a pipe. Well, also, she, she kind of has a big forehead. That really so pissed me it off. It might be part Neanderthal because she has. A, she has. A, she does have a big she forehead. Does have also, one, also Joel has this injury for let's say roughly a month because there's the full transition. Right. Right. He he's been impaled. He hasn't had antibiotics and one dose of penicillin, and he makes it through the rest of the game. Oh yeah. No fucking way. No. <laughs> and, I, um, I've had bronchitis that couldn't get rid of with fucking penicillin. Like. No fucking way. Well, that's bronchitis. That's not in. Being I did impaled. notice. Yeah, that's worse. That'd be worse. <laughs> when he much falls, worse. <laughs> when he falls and he gets impaled, they do this this top down shot, and you start to see the blood just running from him. If he was bleeding that, that fast, he's done. he would have been unconscious in thirty yes. seconds. Let alone, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I was really pissed off because they didn't like. He falls off the horse, then they go to winter, and they're in a garage, and that really pissed me off that they didn't explain. How she saved him because he is a grown ass man. She's she's a normal teenage girl. I would even say she normal. She's like up. petite. She is yeah. petite. How the fuck is she gonna get him? Now here's the thing: in the Left Behind DLC, they try to explain it, and it pissed me off more because it was not a good explanation. Somehow, when she when he falls off, they end up in a mall in another fucking garage thing. And I'm like, how did she get him from falling off? She could have tried to get him back on the horse, and that's fine. But how is she going to put a grown-ass man onto a horse and then put him into this, anyway? A series of pulleys and levers. Yes. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> she drug him behind that's it. That's the end. Once you go through the whole left-behind thing, at the very end, like, the gurney she, like, had him on, she ties up to the horse and then has it pulled, which I'm cool with. But I didn't see her bring him in that way. So it, it still pisses me off as to how she got him to the mall. From the mall there on, I can live with it. I think he would have bled out because she goes in, lifts up his shirt, and, like, you see the wounds start pouring out again. And she's nice. just like, okay, I need to find some medicine and everything. And then she spends a good amount of time running around the mall looking for shit. And luckily... Th- you know, just by circumstances, there's a army helicopter in there that crash landed, and you could go get all the supplies from there. That that was just oh, so he does life. receive medicine at least once. Uh, he she has a first aid kit. I forget. Well, that's it. not there's, gonna have fucking penicillin in it. It it, it was a big ass first aid kit, like <laughs> it, it it was a huge thing. Okay, and maybe well, man, whatever. Yeah, and then she like takes everything <laughs> and puts it in her backpack. I. I think there was because at one point you go into a pharmacy and you're looking for pills and she's finding nothing. And then you see a first aid kit and when you get to it, it's empty. And she's like, fuck. Every time you say left behind, I think you're going to say left, left for, for dead. dead. I know. Like, yes. <laughs> one, one thing that kind of annoyed me is when you're Ellie, at one point you had to fight a bloater. And he throw, uh, when the bloaters throw something at you, it's like spores, and that's kind of what kills you. Oh, it hurts it's like her. a spore bomb or something. Yeah. Why do the spores hurt Ellie? Very good question. Because oh. she, she might dies just, from she, it, too. You should write an well, open she, letter to Naughty Dog. She might just choke on the gas. She might be immune to the actual getting infected. I think that's why they put the masks on, so they don't get infected. But, right. But she might still choke on the gas. and like. Uh, who knows? It might not just be... The, what the hell? The spores. The, the spores as yeah. well. I mean, there could be, so maybe it evolved some kind of toxic. It does sound like, and I could be wrong, but it does sound like something acidy. Like you hear, oh, yeah, it does. When yeah. it happens. So maybe there's something that burns. I don't know. But so look at that. You just solved your own mystery. Yeah, it but I still like don't know. I did want to really <laughs> d- delve into um, that whole winter segment once we get to the gameplay. One more thing that I noticed, and I laughed. When you are at the end, and you are looking for Ellie in the, for the surgery room, 
and he's questioning the guard. Did anybody notice there was a big ass sign behind him that said sixth floor surgery? No, I didn't. He oh, he literally could have turned around and went, yeah, okay, I know where to go. Probably shouldn't do that for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, you really want to. <laughs> but yeah, there there like there's a sign behind him that tells him every uh, what's on every floor. And I was just like, Tur- turn around, turn around. It's right there. <laughs> but that that's Joel's way. He'd rather shoot I, the guy in the I stomach know. than, uh, you know. But he doesn't have time for this. Not the stomach. He shot him in the Ooh. dick. One little piece of symbolism before Ooh, we move piece on. Piece of candy. Shooting in the symbolism. dick. Symbolism. He got the watch mm-hmm. from Sarah. The yeah. watch. Mm-hmm. You notice he always kept it on, but it was broken. Mm-hmm. Right. I yep. think it can be assumed that maybe time stopped for him when his daughter died. That's well, adorable. Oh. Quit being a bitch. Time stops for no man. So does okay. Ellie learn watch repair and life repair? <laughs> yeah. And then he gets to continue time, his life. Time starts again. <laughs> All right. So we, are we good to go on the gameplay, guys? I do want to say that the story for me is probably the highlight. Like, I like the story, and that is that is the – like, I, I enjoy the gameplay. The story is what kept me – Get me going to finish to finish the game. I, I think it's one of the best storylines in any video game I've ever played, mm-hmm. personally. Right. Cool. Uh, that's just it. that's just me. I mean, <laughs> No Man's Sky <laughs> is a close that's, second. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's move on to gameplay. Gameplay. Before we continue, what difficulty did we all play? Harry? Normal. Normal, huh? Bitch mode. Uh, Clark? I played it on a normal. Normal game. bitch mode. Steve? Normal, eat my Bitch ass. Mode. <laughs> Bitch mode. Ralph? Ralph? Eat my ass with a spoon. Normal. Ah, <laughs> bitch mode. You all play bitch mode. I played grounded. Fucking grounded. Somebody oh. unplug him. Hey, hey. I heard what? a rumor Sorry that- Sorry um, we all didn't have time for that, Hamill. Can you tell me if this is true? I heard a rumor that if you play the grounded, you get the option either to- Save. <laughs> <laughs> True, and I still took her home. <laughs> you, you, took, you took her home. Okay. Oh, it's cool. Christ. Unlike unlike the other games where you have gotten the bad ending, this time I got the bad ending. <laughs> <laughs> and you all played it on bitch mode. Okay. All right. For gameplay, one thing I did like where you can craft your own stuff. I yeah, did, the... I did like that throughout where it gave you a little bit of option. It's like you could either go, I'm going to try to go balls to the wall, guns blazing, and then, you know, you get your face ripped apart in a fucking gymnasium, or you can try to stealth through a little bit with a little espionage. Yeah, I would say half, half to maybe 75% of the game, you actually have a choice to either let people live or to just sneak by and try to get through without being noticed. Is it that high? You can you just circumvent them completely, but I didn't think that 75, 75% just seems a little a little high. Because there are some instances where you definitely have to engage combat. There's no option for stuff. Right. Like when you f- first get to Pittsburgh and everybody's yeah. there, yeah. you have yeah. to do it. Right. There's, right. there's no way around it. You can't advance the story unless you do that. But then like right after it, you see three guys walking down and you and you can either kill them or you can let them go. And I just snuck around cars and just let them bypass me completely. I did right. actually a mad dash at that point because I remember like the truck follows you, the Hummer with the machine gun. Oh, yeah. God, and there was those guys roaming around the building. I ran past all of it. I just sprinted until I got to Sam and yeah, Henry. Henry. Yeah, no, I sprinted all the way up to the building because I knew once you hit that cutscene, it basically cuts all the the combat. Well, in grounded mode, you don't get much uh, supplies, so sometimes you just have to sneak your way through it all. You can't uh, run in grounded mode? Yes, you can. Uh, Oh. Yeah. You don't get spider sense, though, where you can see everybody by hearing them. You don't get weapons You turn into a clicker is what you do. 
You listen for sounds, and then things get outlined. You don't get that on Grounded. Glad I played normal. Fuck you, Havel. <laughs> Bitch mode, yes. All right, baby cakes. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that, like, the stealth aspect of the game is something that I like. I like sneaking around. One thing I did notice while I was playing, it's actually, you know, a little bit after Joel warms up to Ellie. Did anyone ever just, like, stop in in a cover near Ellie, and Joel puts himself around Ellie? Yeah. He yeah. puts his arm behind her, and she's, like, tucked against the... Yeah, yep. I thought I thought that was like I, some of the touches on the gameplay were nice. However, I hated shooting in the game. The like the handling on the gun. I'm sorry if if you're gonna if you're gonna survive for 20 years, you still can't aim the gun like this. I don't believe that he would have survived for 20 years. Like what? Where he's doing a figure eight with his hand Clark every is time currently he fires waving the his gun hand around like a madman. <laughs> Not like a madman, so but see. like seriously, he does yeah. like a figure eight. Yeah. He While does. he's holding a gun, and I, it just that kind of took me out of him being a badass. The shoot, the whole shooting aspect is almost exactly lifted from the first couple of chapters of the first Uncharted game. But it's the entire like they don't really advance. Like you can you can upgrade the weapons to get less, but it never completely goes away. The only thing I think it does for is the bow. Yeah, I maxed out the the weapon sway and and the bow, and I found that yeah, you can just yeah. I think the bow on. is the only thing that you know you get your thing. I did like that you can fire an arrow from the bow, run over and retrieve it. Sometimes, mm -hmm. sometimes, yeah, like every yeah, every two shots or fifty percent chance of keeping it something. Like that. What I thought was, uh, I, and I don't know if this was coincidental or not. I upgraded my shivs at one point so I can get two two hits out of every single one. Just when the clickers started taking two fucking hits with the shiv to actually kill them for my run i actually didn't do shiv master and i never no, never no maybe once or twice used a shiv on the on the on the clickers other mm -hmm. than that i was i was using you know the bow or something like something like that my first run i was like constantly running out of shivs like i used shivs way too much i basically didn't strangle after the shiv is introduced um which i always thought was funny that you could strangle a zombie and I know that they're, you know, the cordyceps, and it's it's like, it's based in reality. It's not your typical, like, decaying zombies that are, you right. know, like a, a skeleton mm -hmm. walking around. But I still found it weird that you can strangle a zombie. Did you guys feel that at all? Yeah, yeah. I, I, thought, I thought that was a little weird. But what I was talking about, you can still take a clicker down once you, you get past a point. No, you if you sneak up on them, mm -hmm. it takes one. Right. But you know how you can do the defensive one once a clicker gets a hold oh, yeah, of you yeah. and you shiv it? Yeah. As soon as you upgrade a shiv to take two, it takes two defensive strikes to kill a, a clicker all of a sudden. Yeah, that's bullshit. And I was like, okay, so I shouldn't have upgraded this because I could have just, I, like, I felt like I wasted um, metal pieces to upgrade oh, oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, well, what the hell was the point of this if it's going to take two? I mean, I only kept shivs to actually be defensive. But yeah, I, I thought cheated a little bit by that. I yeah. was like, okay, yeah. so I put that into it. Now I feel like I've actually just wasted this where I could have put it into something else. I just, I, I didn't really enjoy the gunplay in the game. And I mean, not everything has to have like super stellar gunplay. I mean, Joel seems like the hunter type of person right in the beginning of the game. Like he seems like a, kind of like an outdoorsy type of guy. You can find like a gun rack in his, in the house. And stuff like that. So he's familiar with guns. You'd expect him to be good with it. Yeah. Yeah. You'd you'd yeah. you would expect I would expect that out of Ellie to be really shaky with a gun. I would get that. 
But also, like, how is it that Ellie has a knife that never goes away, but, like, Joel, in his 20 years, hasn't found, like, just a knife to keep yeah. instead of having to crap the shoes all the time? I think the answer for that is because when you when you do get to the winter part, especially in Grounded, the non-bitch mode, you cannot get past <laughs> anything yeah. without that knife. There, There's no way to beat the game if you didn't have a constant knife well yeah that's 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 great but it, it doesn't explain how joel has never found a knife yeah clark's in got 20, a in, in 20 yeah, 20 Absolutely. some years yeah like it's ha- a steel machete it'll never go bad i can only use it three times and it's junk yeah like i d- weapons don't work like that I'm, I'm sorry like i mean with how many people i took out with ellie's knife it probably would have been dull as fucking a butter knife but you know um, i watched her like stroke it a couple times and i was like ooh. Yeah, if there see, was an edge on that blade, she wouldn't see, have a hand. That would have been a cool thing to add Wordy? to hers. Instead of crafting <laughs> shivs, you he have to craft. She stroked it a couple Phrasing. times, and she I did. said, "Wording." Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Phrasing. Ralph's it would have been now. cool if she had to uh, create whetstones, oh, or yeah. like create like a sharpening mechanism right. for her knife. That would have made sense to stick with it. But it was just a weird like jump in what you're doing true for the for the core gameplay i also think with the gunplay and all i mean i know he has 20 years to kind of get better with the gun thing but he is still he, he's not he's not marcus phoenix he's not somebody who can handle that gun with such precision he's not a he's not army he's not military at all he's the common man and even though he is a smuggler and he has probably used that handgun a couple times he can't use it in every situation because then he's not smuggling or dealing with people. Like he's almost like an arms dealer in a way, not a fucking warrior. And that's why I think I think when he goes out and if you ever go out and try to aim, like handguns, yeah, they're they're a little easier, but like with the rifle when you're zooming down it and you're making those figure eights, that is what you're going to do. Real life, that is how you're going to do it. <laughs> I, I, I understand that, but you can also, like, you know, most games you can, like, hold your breath. Yeah, it's true. Just like in real life, you hold your right. breath and you stop doing those figure eights and you I, fire the Not weapon. entirely, though. Not I, I not entirely. It right. just depends on how seasoned you are with a gun. Right. But and, again, 20 years. Yeah, but the whole 20 years, he's not lear- he's not going to, he's not going out and doing practice. Like, he's not. I, I always took him as more he's he's going out and trying to be as shifty as possible, quiet as possible, doesn't want to get caught, uses guns only in the most extreme circumstances, or when he's killing that one guy at the beginning and headshots him right on the ground. Sorry, no, to get it to defend your point about maybe not becoming like a marksman basically with guns. He he was living in these communities. Uh, yeah. What were they called? The zones or anything like that? Controlled by the military. I'm pretty sure they took weapons away yeah. from the residents of those towns. So if he spent a majority of his life living in these zones, it would make sense why he wasn't proficient with firearms because he probably didn't have access to them a majority of the time. Yeah, and when you start the game, you I don't think you have a handgun. You get yes. your first handgun once you're going. It's through. in the desk. He pull, he pulls it he pulls it out of the desk before his his neighbor breaks through the wall. He owns a gun. He owns he does? guns. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I so, forgot yeah. about that. I, can, I mean I mean he's I a, see... he's a gun smuggler. That's yeah. that's that's his main that's his <laughs> main smuggle thing. Smuggle guns, but not use guns. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It, you can smuggle guns. Uh, gums. Yeah. Gums. He's, he's getting <laughs> tried in for everybody. Smuggling guns. Orbits. Getting all that bazooka Joe. <laughs> I I have to I have to side with Clark on this one. I I really feel that it's a it's a shameless gameplay mechanic. Something just to get you to put. To put pills into to to stop the to stop the sway for Joel's character, I I would not expect him to be that shaky with a gun. 
it it's it's a gameplay thing that they they added just for the pills in my opinion i really feel like he should be able to draw a bead on on somebody and it not be so ridiculous even if he's been in a community for 20 years i i just i don't buy it but then for the gameplay when you are trying to level up stuff what did you want him to level it up in just the shivs or because no, at that no, point I'm he not... should know how to make a fucking shiv that could cut through fucking metal 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 god damn it i metal. can't talk anymore it like he would know how to craft a shiv to perfection before yeah. he would know gunplay and everything like that i believe because he like harry said if you're living in these zones you're not you're trying to hide the fact you have a gun yeah shivs and all you can hide in your back pocket and it's a little more easy like it's easier to conceal and I understand why they needed to make it shaky so you did have to level it up to keep some things. So you weren't going in. You could just headshot everything it, it, it one at a time. It, it could have been his how long he can hold his breath. Like, it, it. I don't know. I'm not trying to redesign the game. I'm just saying for that particular thing, being able to hold a, a steady bead on an enemy, I think it almost enforces the stealth because the gameplay in yeah. the beginning is... Uh, sorry. The gunplay in the beginning is so sort of Lucy like what am I even like you're better off throwing a brick and beating him to death or just strangling the person it almost I, I would have to say that that's that's a flaw in my opinion yeah they I mean they they like Ralph was saying they could have used that for something else in the upgrade tree for sure like what there's okay. not too much to okay upgrade. being able being able to hold your breath okay versus like what because uh, the upgrade thing I didn't spend much time on because you don't get that many pills in grounded mode, the non-bitch mode. So I know there was shiv. I know there was. I know there was, I know oh there was max yeah, health. I know, like, I know there was max health. Grounded, you can't hold crafting. your breath underwater. You can't swim in grounded mode. Yeah. Oh, you just don't get a meter to tell you. You have one less leg in grounded mode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One less arm, so you don't get to shoot at all. One, one eye. One less. <laughs> yeah. One eye. Fingers. Yeah. That's all you <laughs> But I, I, one nostril. You get a pistol that you have to fire this is with like the Looper. Hammer. You just keep playing, and, and things just start popping off. You, you oh, great movie! Let's talk about Looper. Yes, guys. Bruce Willis. <laughs> wow. Gareth Edwards directing Rogue One. Same guy. Anyway, I mean, there, there's, there's a few different things that they could. If I really sat down and cared enough, I could come up with a better idea than gun sway yeah. to be a to be an upgrade. I, however, I did appreciate the fact that there was something to upgrade your weapons and also your character. Right. I thought that was important. And if you found something that you liked, you could be like, oh, well, you know, like Ralph with the bow. Me personally, I went for the revolver just because so, just because the, the ammo was... The normal one or the high-powered? Uh, like uh, No, revolver. not the hunting one with the, the sight. I went with, like, the regular revolver because you get a lot of that ammo. True. Um, Hamill didn't because he played grounded mode, but yeah, we got playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's fine. Yeah, grounded mode got it. Yeah, grounded mode. But it's awesome re- how it actually gave you options on how you wanted to play the game. I mean, at some oh, point, of course, you yeah. really yep. didn't have a choice. You just had to do the best you could. Yeah. But it definitely gave a. Uh, it was it was pretty broad in how you wanted to do it. Whether you wanted to be, you know, reincarnated, freaking Tomb Raider over here, or fucking Dirty Harry with your revolver. Or sell the snake. Fuck you. <laughs> Harry, how'd you play it? What was your favorite weapon? Uh, I actually like the variety, to be honest with you. I tried to change it up constantly. You yeah. went by your ammo, basically, whatever you had the most. Yeah, basically, because I would run out of shit pretty frequently. I'd probably stick with the same weapon until I was bone dry and then swap it out, because I, I just, I was really blowing through this game. So Harry blew this game hard. Yeah, I blew it hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's how I got out of Pittsburgh. I will say, <laughs> <laughs> to my advantage, I did have everything maxed out for this playthrough 
And just coming off of playing Max Payne, I went fucking guns to the wall, just blasting <laughs> everybody away. Oh, that's funny. I, like I didn't, I, I, there, I don't think I had like a one stealth kill. As soon as you would show up in a new area, like like down at the docks, um, when Tessa's like, "Cool, we got to go sneak to um, catch Robert." I just ran out of the boxes and just started <laughs> blasting people away like, right there. Like, I, I just, and you'd be surprised how quickly you can get through this game when you're not spending so much time searching for things. Searching and doing the stealth. I did search. I, that's just a... That's me... A loot whore. I am. When it comes yeah. to games, I hate missing pickups. Same. Yep, like, me too. I'll go so far out of my way just for, like, one extra health kit Yeah. just to know that I got it. You'll blow two health kits to get that one. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's my style of gaming. <laughs> Which this game really... sounds sad when you think about it. It really though. penalizes you, at least I, I felt that it really penalized you for, like, okay... There's two guys here. There's two guys off to the right. I'm going to try to run to get to cover. No. You're going to get shot three times going from point A to point B. And you really need to stay down and you need to, you know, use good tactics in order to to defeat the enemies. I did not feel that even on just bitch mode, normal mode, that you could... I didn't feel I could play guns blazing and, and get away with it. But then I was hoarding all my ammo whenever I could hoarding health kits I always had a surplus I used the Molotovs a lot actually oh they're so I loved useful using the Molotovs. Molotovs. especially That's, with the, the clickers, clickers yep. if you get it in the right spot it attracts the other ones into it yep. and just one Molotov can bring down like three or four yeah sometimes I'd even prime it with like throwing a brick and wait for them to like yep. get no, close yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. definitely yeah. So in your modes, when you were looking for items, oh, were they glowing or anything? Like, did they have that white yes. sheen that would white go? White sheen. Oh yeah, not on grounded, oh. not on not on perfect mode, perfect Hamill mode. <laughs> perfect Hamill mode. I'm perfect gonna shit Hamill out this. Well, congratulations. This is the first game that you've perfected. Yes. No. It's a shame we don't no, have footage Kingdom of Hamill. Well. It's really a shame oh, but we, we don't. Didn't, have that. We didn't review Kingdom Hearts. Oh, yeah, that's oh, true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And maybe never will. Oh. Probably won't. <laughs> I'll vote for it. No. Oh, nope. look, it's Sephiroth. We need to do something, Goofy. <laughs> Hamill, you think I was rough on this game? No. Ha <laughs> 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 ha, I'm going to tear you a new asshole. Ha <laughs> ha. After Joel's injured, the first time I played when Joel was injured, I was like, oh, shit, he's dead. That's it. He's dead. Should you know, I don't know where this is going to, I don't know where the story's going to go. And when you pick back up as Ellie, there's that moment where you're like, oh, my God, Joel's dead. And now I'm going to play the rest of the game as Ellie. And then you're disappointed. Well, I wasn't necessarily disappointed. <laughs> I, I want to say that I really liked the, the the deer hunt. That it's just you, a deer. You got to track it and do the whole thing. My views might have changed now, but at the time, I really liked that whole sequence. And then it leads into David, right? Is mm-hmm. that his name? Yeah. Dave. Who I Dave? I really felt like he was sort of tacked on. It's like there's no single strong like villain. I felt throughout the game, and it's like okay, let's throw this, let's throw this villain in there. Yeah. So. Interesting about the tacked-on villain, the original concept for the game was that Tess was going to be the villain of the game. Okay. They scrapped it because they wanted it to feel a little more real and not have a villain. They felt like it pressed too much into the story, Yeah. which they then went back on that and made the entire winter chapter about a villain. And also, when I was doing a little research for the game, and I'm not going to get back into the ending, I just do, I did want to <laughs> say this. In the original concept for the game, Joel does die when he falls, and Ellie is given the choice from Marlene. That, when, was, that was the original concept. When did you know that? Hmm? When did you learn that? After I played it. This time. Okay. Through to I was going to say, because if I knew that before playing it, then I could understand 
the rage and the hate. <laughs> no, because there was a, they they did a lot of stuff afterward. Like there's a secret ending. We no, they they performed it once at PAX. <laughs> Yeah. They performed it with all the voice actors. Oh, the stage play. Yes. Oh, yeah, they performed yeah. it once, and it has never been seen. The, they, there's no videos of it. There's just kind of a small transcript of what happened, and that's it. Yeah, and they were... and it's and it's mostly Ellie just playing the guitar. Yeah, and they said that's the way they wanted Joel and Ellie to end. Like after that, they yeah. weren't going to be in the second one, but they went back on that too. <laughs> money, man. Yeah, not it's not probably money has a small problem with trying things. Now, I understand The Last of Us was a try for them. It was a new IP, but they literally looped in all pretty much all the gameplay mechanics from Uncharted mm-hmm. into this without like the the jumping and the climbing and stuff like that. They kind of added more solve meticulous puzzles in the area like oh where's the ladder pull the ladder over place the ladder run up the ladder pull pick the ladder up lay it across the like they decided to opt for that as opposed to like the climbing and stuff which is also another reason that i didn't like the like that certain last parts puzzle of the game. You, that last puzzle where you get on the ladder and it breaks and you gotta climb it and pick <laughs> it up and move it and drop it and oh, yeah all that I, yeah, I that by the by the third i think uh pallet Oh like, God, yeah, raft the, the, with yeah. Ellie. I was like, "Oh my God, what is this?" I actually, my first playthrough, I thought, "Is this is this like a loading screen essentially? <laughs> like, is this is this them preloading the next area of the game because it's just a single room? There's the water effect. There's Ellie, and you just got to move her." And I was thinking because, other than the initial boot up, there really aren't any long loading screens. Like, yeah, you've got the transitions with fall and spring and. And winter, and I really admire the fact that there were no loading screens that you could really tell. And I, I, I had like half a thought. I was like, "Is that what this is? Like this puzzle? Is this like them loading the next?" No, it can't be. Those were tedious and annoying. And in the remastered version, I was hoping—I don't know why I thought this—I was hoping that maybe they would have been trimmed or like shorter or, or something, eliminated like, or something. Yeah. yeah, because it just—I don't know—it was one of the one of the big detractors. That type of puzzle. Uh, also, if if I was Joel. As soon as I found out that Ellie couldn't swim, Teacher? I, I would. Well, no, I just would have done the whole. Uh, did you ever see the John Way or the the John Wayne version of teaching somebody how to swim? Nope. You pick them up and throw them in a fucking pond, and, they, and you just stand they, there. They, they drown, and you wait. <laughs> yeah, like the puzzles. It, I mean, I don't even want to call them puzzles. It's not like hard True. or anything like that. It's just standard. There's a ladder. They're not more difficult in ground mode. No, okay. not at all. <laughs> the ladder's oh. shorter. <laughs> you need to tie ladders together. Craft a ladder. It didn't feel like it was a puzzle or anything like that. It was just like, it almost seemed like they didn't know what to do in between fights. So they put in little deterrences and were just like, eh, here's something. Padding. And then, yeah, it was a little padding. Yeah. And that's one thing I think they could have expanded on was different puzzles and everything. Minus. Yeah, they could have streamlined the game a little bit. I thought it was longer than it needed to be. For sure, like like with summer the, was fucking long as hell. Yeah, and they could have cut the, that the, down. The the pacing of the game was a little weird. Yeah, I thought with like summer being half the game and then the other three seasons being the other half. The, the other half, I like agree. you spent um, a lot of time in Pittsburgh. It seems like you just you couldn't get out of Pittsburgh. Oh yeah, I know. And you're like Boston. you're like I think oh most look, people feel look, that way in real. Life. There's <laughs> there's the bridge. There's the bridge. There's the bridge. What happened to the bridge? 
I actually, the hint system started to annoy me after a while because I was scrounging around trying to find items and it's like, do you know where to go? Like, you got to push the, to get the hint or whatever. It's just, that oh, the L3. I'm, sh- I'm sure there was yeah. no hint sure in grounded mode. Ground. Yeah, I, but, I didn't um, even know what you're talking about. Yeah, hint. Yeah. And no I guess hints. I could have I could have turned it off, but um, it just started to bug me. It's like, look, it's not that I don't know where to go. I'm just looking for items or artifacts or pickups or firefly tags. Like, leave me alone. Stop it. Breaking my immersion. <laughs> <laughs> With something for a story that I missed in in the left behind, you find a pun book. And you can oh. spend like twenty minutes going through different puns. Are you serious? And that- you get an achievement for it, and it is great. <laughs> <laughs> it is the greatest thing ever. I remember that dialogue though was pretty funny though. Yeah, and some Brown. of them are so bad, and they even go, "Yeah, that wasn't funny." <laughs> and, like, and then other ones start laughing, and I'm like, "That wasn't funny at all." <laughs> but yes, pun book, awesome. <laughs> Let's discuss multiplayer real quick. It's it's a little clunky. I will say. Yeah. There is a big learning curve to it. This is not a multiplayer you can just hop right into and be top of your game. You need to spend some time learning the mechanics of multiplayer, learning the maps. Getting owned repeatedly. Yeah. True. Uh, All I said was yeah for this. And each game mode has, I know that it's very similar gameplay, but it has its own distinct challenges. Which the only little bit of multiplayer I have ever played was when I came up to your house once. I put in. Well, some... I've been up to your house more than once, but <laughs> I, I came up to your house and I played it that one. Yeah, time. I think we played a whole afternoon of it, though. Yeah, pretty much. Which I started to get into it, where you had a certain uh, amount of people like in your camp mm-hmm. that you had to have survivors, and that they're infected, people would die off. And I remember you had a good group of people starting, and then you let me play a couple rounds, and then there were a lot of dead people. <laughs> so that that did happen, which I had no understanding how that fit into the actual game. Like, just at least incorporating between the two. Um, it was a pain in the ass. It did become fun, but initially just kind of jumping in, oh, this this should be a good time. Frustration. No, definitely. I think there is a lot of frustration getting into yeah. the multiplayer. I think they tried to buck some of the multiplayer, um, you know, trends and went more for... Like, okay, you're literally going to have the same skills and, and moves in the single player, but then you have this... <laughs> the, the game mode, so I just think there was a lot, there was a bit of... There was some originality there, and I don't think it necessarily helped. They just tried to not do this, the standard deathmatch and capture the flag stuff. The I, I only... Last night I got to try it for a little bit before I moved on because I just went to say I tried it. I played one match, zero deaths... Two or three kills, one or two downs. Maybe it's because I played grounded. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and that just made me an That's expert. I'm kicking his ass. You mean you mean God mode, Hamill? God mode, Hamill mode. But it, 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 I, Hamill mode, <laughs> you fucking asshole. He just renamed the mode. I'll let me do a little coding here. <laughs> I'm gonna grab my foot in your ass, baby cakes. <laughs> it, it did seem like uh, to me. It did seem like a team deathmatch almost, where it was there were. It was us against the other group, and it was just... <laughs> That's usually how it's match works. And it was a 20-life pool, and then whoever lost all the life lost. And okay, that was yeah, that, that was just supply raid. Like, the other yeah. t- the other two were a little different in a, in a better way than that. Well, we didn't experience and, the middle one last night. It's basically like, uh, like the classic um, Counter-Strike Search and Destroy. You get, like, one life. Okay. Have to wait until your whole team is dead. Hunters win. And then so I respawn. Okay. Fireflies win. 
So I'll the, try the, this mode and then the, give you the godlike status. The best one was I that have. third one, the whatever it was, the interrogation. interrogation. Yeah, yeah, the interrogation best. was the best for sure. I don't know. I just I didn't like the gameplay, so the multiplayer was not anything better because it took the good parts of the game, which is like most of the actual sneaking, and kind of lessened that. And also, I do not like the fact that we got into a game. And there's some dumb motherfuckers that I guess don't know that other games have come out since this came out and are level like 945. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're listening to this and you're one of those people that is like 945 in this game, please leave us a review on iTunes. (laughs) No, no, no. I just want you to know there's better multiplayer out there. Level 900. Harry played a fuck ton of the multiplayer, and he's level 23. Now, basically, how he sucks. How the levels work? He didn't every seven matches. Exactly. Every seven matches you play adds one to your level. It's like how many weeks have you played this? Jesus Christ! Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you do the math: 900 something times seven. That's how many matches that motherfucker played. Yeah, too fucking many. Because like, there's not that much depth in that it's less game. Less than 200 mas- matches. 63. Uh, one level for seven games. Sixty-three hundred. How'd you get two oh. hundred? No, I'm sorry. I thought I <laughs> math thought, major. Here I over thought here. every yeah. day. Don't you added have? To the don't level. you have? I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought he the way he explained it. I thought he meant like once you got to day two of week one, you were level two. Then that's what I no, thought. That's my bad. Every seven. I fucked up. There. It's eight thousand. Yes. Okay, I get it's, it. It's, I get it. It's eight thousand three hundred games. Do you have a <sighs> do you have a math degree? roughly? Yes, I do. Oh, I didn't know that. I yep. guess you weren't that. Grounded it's in math. It's too much. You calculated, calculated grounded mode pretty well. I did the math differently because I took the information incorrectly. Fuck y'all. This is going to affect my overall grading for the game. There's a pay to win in the multiplayer. Yeah, yeah. that's stupid. Really? Too. Weapons is and that... abilities that you have to literally pay cash for to unlock in multiplayer. Yeah. 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 Paid DLC. Yeah. Yeah, but no, that's more pay to win. Some of the better weapons, like the grenade launcher, yeah. you have to pay for. Okay, so Joe Blow uh, starts doing the multiplayer, and he's like, oh, you know what? I want all the best shit, and he buys it all. And then he plays and wins every match for, what, a year? <laughs> and that's how he gets to level 900? Yeah, that's... The, Basically. But, but like, what Harry's saying is there's no other way to get to the grenade launcher. You have. Oh, to, there's no other way? Yeah, no. you have to pay for it oh, to get it. Up. Yeah, Why? it's stupid. It, it, like, that they, is a, that's a shit They, they went against, like, the first tenant of... To have competitive multiplayer yeah. cannot be pay to win. Right. No. If it's pay to win, your community dies. God damn you, naughty dog. I'm just saying. So naughty. I, you get level 12s and level 900s fighting each other. Yeah, or level zeros like us last night versus a, a 900. Yeah. Let's start talking about graphics. Graphics? Steve, why don't you start us off with graphics? I really enjoyed it. I think they did a really good job with it. I mean, just the changing of the seasons really just kind of gave it, um, I don't know, a different look. Obviously, okay, that sounds dumb, but a different look for each one. And just the concept of that and how they really went in where you could actually see, oh, it's wintertime, little snow, footprints. I know, again, that seems like a really small nuance, but even some of the, the newer games for PS3 at the time, didn't even tap into that where they could actually they really use the system itself and kind of went upon it look at the leaves all oh, the color changing like really in-depth and background sure 
Yeah, sure. Uh, fuck it. Yeah. I'll just go with that. <laughs> Background. Yeah. <laughs> I I think the green layers. Looks... I'm sorry to cut you off. The layers. Oh, they really good. did really good layering in the game, and there that's you go. Some, that was something that was appreciative of. It only took me fucking five minutes to think that in my brain. <laughs> so I played remastered, so it was even better than what it was on the PS3. Yeah. It looked great on the PS3. Uh, it looks incredible on the PS4. Even you know having played it two years later now, I guess. Since it came out, I think the remaster came 13? out like two years ago. June of 13. No, 13 was... Oh, I'm sorry. The, that's the, the original. Yeah. Sorry. yeah. The, the game looks gorgeous. The water effects are amazing, uh, especially when you dive in. You know, I don't like the game, but the, I will not deny that it's a beautiful game. Mm-hmm. Also, another thing that I really liked is the intense violence in the game. Like when a clicker oh, like rips out your fucking jugular vein, that red thing that is is in its mouth when it pulls its face back that's your jugular vein it is literally ripping it out of joel's fucking neck like it's it's gritty and um also i had a clicker get to ellie and it was the saddest death i've ever seen in a game i don't think i ever saw that oh man Blood streams all over. Yeah, her face. it literally looks like Jesus. all the veins in her face are just covered yep. in blood. Like it starts biting her, and she has this look of it's not pain, Agony. it's straight panic. She is scared for her fucking oh life, God. and this blood is just yeah. consuming her face. It's fucking nuts. That was one of the harder ones it's, to see. Yeah, it was. It was. Wow. Gru- it was shit. gruesome and gritty in a way that, like, uh, if you guys are gonna play through the game again. Let it happen. Let let it happen. Yeah, let it happen. Seriously, it. let it happen once. Did anyone ever get killed by a uh, one of the um, bloater? Bloater where it yeah. rips your jaw. Off? Yeah, that was yeah. The, that was the first thing that really like when you died from the clicker. That was one thing where I was like, holy shit, this gets kind of graphic. But the very very first time I actually played through this game, and I think the first time I got hit by the bloater was when you um, encounter it. What was it in the gymnasium? Gymnasium. Yeah. Yeah, in the gym. Yep. And he just grabs. The bottom part of your jaw and the top, and just starts ripping it. And you just hear Joel yeah, scream. At first, like, he like fights him off, and no problem. And then just gets him. And it just rips. tears his, literally tears his fucking face in half. It's like this is no fucking joke. And, oh. and for the fact they go that in depth with it is all right. They're, they're not fucking around with this. If any of you are, if you and if any of you are going to do it and play through again and allow a clicker to kill Ellie, could you like record what happens when a bloater gets Ellie? I want to know if it's different because. It's different clicker to fuck it. I'll check Joel YouTube right now. That's true <laughs> because when you're in winter, when you're by yourself with um, Dave. by yourself with Dave, yeah, that makes sense. When you're <laughs> when you're fighting with him, there's that bloater that comes in, and you yep. could literally yeah yeah, yeah I didn't see that ending. I always got hit by the bloater. Speaking of death scenes, real quick, because I did, I, I meant to mention this back in gameplay. Did any of you guys get caught? By the fireflies when you're running away at the end of the game carrying Ellie. Oh, yeah. Yep. It's fucking intense. It's a very I, sad death scene. I didn't. Like, I came, like, this close to him, and, it, and I didn't. So, I, I don't know what was... So, basically, it shows the fireflies walking away with unconscious Ellie, and then him, like, screaming on his knees on the ground as they're just, like, pointing a shotgun like the back of his head damn yeah yeah they literally they hit him with the butt of their gun he goes down they grab ellie from him and he's like clinging on to her and he gets she gets ripped from his hands and then the guy like turns around literally point blank with this fucking gun and just blasts joel right in the fucking face so i need to do a there is there is no you know what sucks the only time that i saw that happen 
the game graphically glitched and oh, yeah. and I saw the mountain backdrop that's outside of the thing oh, okay. and no floor, but it kind of made it even more intense because it looked like they were just in fucking space and. <laughs> I, I to be honest with with that scene though I'm pretty sure it's just supposed to be nothing but black and then the bodies. I don't think there's supposed to be Oh, I, was I like, don't think it actually happens in the environment if I if I remember correctly. Really? Oh. Uh, it, no it, it looked like a glitch like cuz yeah. there was like there was one part of the wall that I could see but then everything else was like black. Okay. That's really weird because I died at that part. I did not get that. Did you I just got get shot. Yeah, I, I was almost to the elevator, and he got shot, and it looked like he dropped her, and then that was it. Well, did you run into, or did you get shot and killed? Shot and killed. Okay, I ran into one of the oh, fireflies at yeah. the end, and that's what happens. They grab her, and yeah, well, it's I, it's intense. I forgot that I could run with her at the end, so I walked through the whole thing, and there's... Oh. Sh- they were stormtroopers just shooting to the left and right of me, and they're like <laughs> stormtroopers. Yeah, they they are like <laughs> shot five feet away from me, like slowly ever. crawling at me, and I'm like, uh, why are they so close and not killing me? And then when I got around the corner and they came out of the left side too, that's when I got shot. And then I was like, oh yeah, I can run. Forgot about that. Look, <laughs> just to let you know, uh, quick search. There are several compilations of Last of Us deaths that you can find on that YouTube. That makes sense. Cool. Yeah, okay. yeah I'll check this out. It, and I'm just looking at the one screenshot of Ellie and a clicker. I have, is that it? Like that little bit down there where it's just... Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah that looks terrifying. So okay. that, that should that be fun. Later. And Nightmare yeah. fuel. Nightmare fuel. So yeah. back, back to graphics. One thing that I really admired about the game. Now, I'm a sucker for the rain. Yeah, you are. I love it. I absolutely love and the, the fog. <laughs> I'm just saying. And you're just a sucker. And the snow. And a good one at that. And a prick. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I to me, there's nothing more soothing than being like stuck in your house on a rainy day. Yeah, sure. I it's just off. Sure. Got it. What? what? <laughs> Continue. But there was the one scene when they were about to take Ellie out for the first night. And you see the rain hitting the windows and oh, just kind of like drizzling down the glass. And I thought it just looked fantastic. I, I, was, I was just very impressed with the way that they were able to capture the look of rain in this game. And, and water in general. And Clark mentioned it. Um, I, I, only, I had a couple glitches here or there. I remember um, uh, right after we're saved by um, Sam and Henry, Henry that uh, the river at least in my game, in the remastered version, the river was going, like, really fast. The yeah. water was like... Like, it just didn't... It, it looked unrealistically fast. It looked great in terms of the textures and everything, but it just... It looked like, oh, it's kind of kind of messing up. For the for the PlayStation 3 version, I remember at the time thinking that it looked great, but when we transitioned to a cutscene, it was very obvious that it was a pre-rendered, like, CG cutscene. Like, the, the character models and it being in in-game engine you could tell it wasn't there and it's almost like there was an extra filter like the color of my screen changed for the cutscenes and i was really curious to see with the remastered version if they retained that or they made it a little bit closer because the extra horsepower you'd think that the in-game engine would look close to the the cg cutscene and sometimes it looked really really good and sometimes i was like okay i can tell this is that cutscene again and they just like up the resolution or something. But I remember it being really noticeable in the PS3 version, and they improved it for the PS4. Mm-hmm. Did you guys catch that at all? I, I didn't, personally. The, the resolution upgrade? Well, no, that the the cutscenes 
were very, very you could te- really tell in the PlayStation 3 version that you were watching a cutscene now. Now, I think in general, the environments in this game are Gorgeous. what make it such an appealing looking game. Right. Um, I almost like they didn't really copy and paste environments either. It was more like every room was unique. Like you could almost like since I played through the game so many times, I could almost just see the environment that you're currently in, know nothing else about the game and basically know how far through the story you are because each place was just individual in itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was nice. They took they definitely took the time to develop the environments. Right. So since you played it so many times, I, I still remember there was a bit of a um, a difficulty spike when you're in Pittsburgh, I think, and you you get to that you get to like the bus depot at that point, and then you turn to the right, and there's like this giant two story building, or it's more than two stories, but two stories in the game, and there's like sixteen guys there. That was the first real difficulty spike that I remember on my first playthrough. And when I was in that area, I knew it was coming. I knew it was there, and I was being I was stealthing the whole thing. And two of the guys walked outside, and boop, they disappeared. They fell right through the floor. <laughs> so it like it like helped me out. But do you know the area that I'm talking about? I do. You know which one I mean? Yeah. yeah but because there's like bookshelves and everything. The hotel. And then is it the, is it a hotel? And there's two staircases to go up. But I just remember the first time oh, I that I was like a that area was like holy shit. This is like. The first time I played, I was like, this is really difficult because I, I think I was doing more of like a like a guns blazing playthrough. Okay. Now, one thing I did notice, they spent so much time on the look of Ellie and Joel for good reason, because 99% of the time they are the focus on the screen. Yep. Right. But in that first scene in the beginning of the game, when they're fleeing through, um, what Texas town were they in? Austin. Austin. Austin thank you. They're, they're running through the, like, the streets of Austin. You see all the people frantically running. The explosions are going off. The people did not look nearly as well as Joel and, and oh, okay. well, I guess Sarah at that point did. Yeah. And it, it was – it almost took me out of the moment there. Just just the look itself, I was like, ah, these just look like more or less jarring. clones or just like, I don't know, fodder for the game more or less. And, and I'm actually okay with that because – in a panic situation like that, I'm not going to look at everybody and go, you look different from Clark. You guys look different. I'm going to be running through and pushing through people and not even paying second glance at them. They're so, all blurs. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think it's what they were counting on. And um, I remember in the PS3 game, there's a little more blur yeah. in the actual game, whereas in the remaster, there's a little less. Because the first time I played that on PS3, anytime you turn, there's a little bit of a screen blur. Oh, and it, yeah. it, it kind of hides some of those things. This remastered, though, with the horsepower of the PS4, you, you see it. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But that that's like the only scene that they do that with because everyone else starts to look a little bit better in the background. The only other time that I noticed something kind of like that is when you're at the dam with Tommy, who we didn't really even talk about, but, I mean, Tommy's Joel's brother. It might be tied to the number of NPCs on the screen at the time. It, yeah. it may be, maybe. Because that <clears throat> opening sequence, and it, I, I'd like to go back, and maybe I should have done it, go back and look side-by-side side, PS3, PS4, because I, I felt that the number of NPCs in the PS4 version was high, trying yeah. to flee. I, and, and having that many... On screen at one time, might have that just had to diminish the number of pixels and everything, and they looked really. Digital dark. Foundry did a really good side by side. Music. Clark, I don't think you started us off on a segment yet. Why don't you uh, take it away on music? 
the the music was good. I like some of the little like melodic things that they had going on. Uh, the main theme I really appreciated. I also like that you know that they dropped the Uncharted thing in there where she's whistling it. Something I did like about the music, and I think it takes it. It's back. good. Well, it was it was amazing. I I really like I I love the music in this game. Absolutely agree. I like the instrument that they chose and the tone of music that they chose. I think it. It's a guitar, isn't it? Yeah, it's a guitar. I know, no, but but the way they they play it, it sounds very southwestern. Yeah, like a nobo. What? See, that's <laughs> an oboe. An oboe. Do you know what an oboe sounds like? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Ooh. What? An oboe is like a bigger ooh, clarinet. Ooh, yeah. uh, no, it's a high pitched. It's a, an oboe is a really high pitched. Uh, I think you're thinking of a bassoon. Oh, maybe I, I am. Yeah, bassoon yeah, is yeah. The, the big long pipe, yeah. like the, the long tube with the little pipe, like boop, 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 boop. Yeah, the big old bong, <laughs> musical <laughs> bong, <laughs> musical bong. <laughs> Pop your peas. But no, I, I think when the music plays, it reminds you that this guy is from Texas. Sure, no, I, I can I, see some of that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's just very seasoned music for him. I forgot he was from Texas. Yeah, I, <laughs> I thought he was yeah, from when Boston. When you said Texas, I'm right. Like I have a list here of everywhere they went, and I'm like, no, they start in Boston. But yeah, you're you're right. They, they start Austin. in Texas. I think it's Boston, Austin, Austin, Massachusetts. <laughs> Austin, Mass. Austin, Mass. I, I really did enjoy the music for it. I think the best thing out of any of the sound was the voice acting they put into it. I yeah. think that that really yep. did. They defined the characters. You, they actually really did put a lot of emotion into it, and you really felt that through the dialogue from beginning to end. I mean, obviously you can pick you know some people here and there apart, but I think as a whole – it was it was definitely something that really made me appreciate the voice acting that went into it, where it wasn't like they were just trying to phone it in. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, we we were playing online the other night, and I think I, I mentioned Steve Blum because it sounded like one of the one of the characters was voiced by him. Mm-hmm. Um, when you get to the university and you start picking up the uh, the recorders from the main Firefly Doctor, that is Steve Blum, I, without a shadow of a doubt, that he did the voice for that Firefly. Like, well, if you're looking for the Fireflies, they're gone. That kind of thing. Speaking of those audio recorders on the PS4 controller, playing the audio through. Oh, and the, the speaker um, on that, and yeah, the, the yeah, light. I really yeah, like the flashlight clicking. That, yeah. Like, I, I thought that was really cool. I, I didn't even know the controller did that until I played this game for the first time. I was like, oh, what really? the fuck is that? <laughs> oh yeah, like, think, um, yep, it has a speaker. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. It's just talking about it has a speaker, stupid. God damn it. Saying, how many, like, when you buy a new PS4, how many, like, did anybody assume it had oh, a speaker? Oh, I, I, did, I, I didn't I, know, but I found out in the first week after playing, I think, the first Rezogun. Uh, Gun. it was the first PS Plus game that was free. You literally start up the game and it's just like, start. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, I don't also feel that, like a lot of games use that feature. That, that, not that a lot, horror no. game that uh, I was trying to show you before, Outlast. It does, it, so, There's a lot of games that use it. Yeah. Like, Alien Isolation, I think. Like in Batman, when, you, when you're just standing That's around, right. you can hear the enemies through the controller talking. Like he's listening in on them. I also really enjoyed the music. There when playing through the game, especially in non-bitch mode, you have to use the oh sound God. to like so listen to down? what. Christ. No, I want to stab. To listen bitch. to what is in the environment, like the clickers and all. You hear them clicking. The other guys, they kind of growl. I forget what they're called. Runners. 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 Yeah, the runners. They kind of growl. 
the bloaters <laughs> kind of have like a <laughs> sound and you can kind of get a feel of what you're running into <clears throat> and because again you don't get the spider sense so i can't outline what is around the corner and you have to rely on sound like there's no other way around it if you start going into a room and you hear something don't go into the room until you get like a peek around the corner or something because you will get fucked over hard because just running into something you're dead and with the music and everything the the puzzles and everything where they had the like light music in the background kind of seemed like i enjoyed the music but it was almost like waiting music elevator music to me i was like okay do 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 cool next part and when it got quiet i knew there was something in the area Obviously, I, I enjoyed the music. I jumped all over Harry when he when he was talking about it. But um, it was hot. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you went there. Yep. Okay, <laughs> I walked right into that. You're welcome. Um, just like Harry. You walked right into Harry. Yeah, backwards. I, I, I fell. I fell for Harry. <laughs> oh uh, wow, that's a that's a podcast first. <laughs> we had docking. Yeah, we had a very inappropriate dope. work relationship. <laughs> 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 Stockroom love. We were friends, damn it. Um, <laughs> really good friends. Friends at work. What friends? Uh, what was I going to say? That was the music right. Oh, yeah, you restocked those Pumas, Ralph. You restocked those Pumas. Don't worry, Ralph. I'll cut it. You DC, DC, Uggs! <laughs> was it good for you too? <laughs> okay, for the music, like I really actually you guys though. <laughs> you guys um, though. So sorry. <laughs> the guitar the guitar's wonderful. Um, you know, all throughout. I think the guy's name who did the composition is um is it Gustavo uh Santa Aola? Aola? I don't know. I can't Areola? Say it. Oh. Um, Areola. <clears throat> <clears throat> Here we are talking about tits again. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, one thing that no one really mentioned was... Like a nipple. Um, I got the... <laughs> so I don't know if you guys experienced this or not, but the PlayStation 4 remastered version. Mine, like yours, Harry, it came with it installed on my PlayStation, a digital copy. And I remember the first time I, like... Put my I use the D-pad to scroll over and and go to it, and you do the drop down. It goes into like that one minute small piece of music, and I remember the first time I did, I was just like, oh my god! Like it, it totally just took me right back into the game, and the whole feel for the for the universe and the world just came flooding back after after just that little bit. It's literally like a minute long, just this piece of a couple a couple notes. And all the emotional weight, everything just came flooding right back. Did you guys experience that at all or notice it? I mean, maybe Clark not really. didn't. But, um. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> all right, Ralph, we're fighting after this. <laughs> Winner stays on the podcast. <laughs> okay, right after we Hawk ground on. Hamill. So why don't we move into our final thoughts, guys? Final thoughts? Hamill, why don't you kick it off? I, I really enjoy the game. I like the gameplay. Multiplayer aside, because I don't think I'm getting it for multiplayer, it, it's not a bad game. It's something to check out. It's fun. It's fun. It's a fun game. It was fun for me. Not fun for some people. But <laughs> okay. All right. I'm going to get to my own final <laughs> that's thoughts. That's okay. But it, it, I, I really enjoyed the game. 
I did not want to review this game. I didn't want to go back to it because the first time I played it, I didn't enjoy the ending. But this time I appreciated it a little more. You know, it's funny. We've talked about this game for, what, like two and a half hours? And I didn't come to this point until now. I thoroughly enjoy this game and I really like it. It's probably in my, I don't even know what, the top 10 or whatever. I don't know. It's one of those games that lasting impression on me really enjoyed it but when i stop and think about playing through it realize that sometimes it's fun but mostly it's it's nerve-wracking it's not like oh i want to have i want to have fun i'm going to play the last of us no you're going into this world that there there is no fun in this world it's all death and destruction and everyone's half evil Oh but my god, wait, I might have converted wait. Ralph. No, no, no. I still, <laughs> I still love the game, but what I'm what I'm saying is you can you can like a game and it not always be fun. If okay. that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. Yeah. But yeah. Cream of the crop, top for me. I definitely enjoyed playing through this game. Uh it made me feel things on an emotion spectrum where it was like, oh, look at this, they're getting long. Oh, wow, like right from the get-go, holy shit, so this is going to be this type of game. It definitely it invoked a certain mentality, as you've heard tonight. But I think that's what really made me enjoy this game, is that, you know, just like Ralph said, it's not like it has to be this, you know, happy, fun, all sunshine and rainbows. This is a really dark fucking game. And it may be in a completely different aspect from, let's say, like Silent Hill, where it's supposed to be horror. This is just more on like an emotional, mental level where it it affects you a little differently. And that's something that I like because not a whole lot of games can actually do that. And especially to have a company that started out with like fucking Crash Bandicoot and then they produce this, you know, kudos. Although it may have gotten a little a little rough towards the end, it definitely I'm excited for number two. I, I can't. We're wait all for excited for number two. I know. I've been, not, uh, well, hold on, not does everybody have to take a shit around here. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about poop, Clark. You hold your britches. <laughs> what? You save your Vita for later. Number two. <laughs> uh, number two. <laughs> it's it, it's poop. So what I really like about this game is definitely the story. I think. That is the number one thing you should think of when you get to this game. Besides that, number two should be the characters. I think they're well fleshed out. I think they're all great personalities in this game, and I think they really add to the story and support it. Gameplay, I think it's okay. I I think it's good. I'm not going to say it's the best gameplay out there, because, again, I think what you're really playing this game for is the story. But, no, I really enjoy this game. I've enjoyed it every single time I played it, and I played it differently each time. The first time I was very stealth. Um, but then I, I kind of evolved in this more guns blazing style, and I don't think there's any wrong way to play it. And I think there's an enjoyable aspect to each way you play it. And I think it makes the game a little bit more uh, versatile in that in that sense as well. I don't like the game. Um, <laughs> and they, done. Yeah, All yeah. Right, uh, good job. No, hold on, <laughs> everybody. Good uh, night. Yeah, big, big surprise there. I think on like it's not the worst game ever. I wouldn't say that it's like anywhere near No Man's Sky. I don't appreciate the game the same way everyone else does, mostly because I have a moral difference with the ending that I personally just don't like it. I don't like the gameplay too too much. I think it's done better elsewhere. Like there's better stealth in different games and there's there's better gunplay and stuff in different games.
the score. All right. So why don't why don't we move into the grading of the game? Sounds good. Who wants to start us off? I'll go first. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>, Steve. <laughs> I'm going to give it a B plus. I'll give it a B plus. I think it really delivered on a lot. There was still some more that I wanted from the game, and maybe I'll look forward to part two for that, but not quite in the A rating, so I'll give it B plus. Uh ninety percent, I think. The only the only bits and pieces in, that I didn't like, I'd probably say that the multiplayer I'll probably never play it again. Uh, maybe just a couple other things here and there that I didn't like, but I'm content with a ninety. You know, it's in my opinion a fantastic game. I would say nineteen ninety nine twenty dollar game, something around there, <laughs> uh, because there you can go back and replay it to get everything, level up, new game plus, all that. Uh, multiplayer don't even uh, I not even factoring that in because I don't care about it and with the DLC the left behind unless you get it for free it's not worth whatever amount of money they're putting it on there look it up on YouTube that was kind of boring so 1999 all right so when I was originally thinking this I didn't see any faults in the game I was actually almost going to put this at like a perfect 10 but remembering and seeing that multiplayer last night, oh god, just the the pay to pay to win. It's it's cheap. It is well, cheap, and it's, it's dirty, opposite, and it's but cheap. And the amount of DLC that they have to pay for is just it, it's grimy. So I think I do have to bump it down to like a nine point zero, which is above Silent Hill but below Earthbound. I've been looking forward to this one and how this is rated all night. Oh, I'm I'm just the game sucks. It's one bad ending out of two hundred wrongfully given awards. <laughs> <laughs> Parasite Eve, which is gonna be our Parasite next game. Parasite Eve Your next game Questions to Us segment where we gather the questions that you guys leave on our Twitter and Facebook. Hamill, what is our first question of the evening? From Ryan Horger, who asks, What's your favorite game of all time and why's? All time. Of all time. That's a biggie. Who wants to start? Fuck. I'm, I'm putting Harry on the spot. I'll go first. It's The Last of Us. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. I just trolled hours. you guys for four bitch. hours. No. They have a cave no. troll. Uh, honestly, I think the game that I have played the most and I've had the most fun and entertainment out of is probably Left for Dead, and that is actually thanks to most of you guys in the room. Uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm being yeah. honest. Like, it, it's some of the best gaming moments that I've had. It's not necessarily even based on if that's the best game because it's not the best game. It's my favorite game, and that's I just I have really fond memories of that game. I'm not gonna try to piggyback on that, but I am gonna piggyback on that. That was actually for the same exact reason. It's Again, not the greatest game when it comes to story summit. It was probably the most fun I've ever had playing a game, period. Especially with, you know, four out of five of you. Fuck off, Ralph. In, in this room. <laughs> oh, that's not nice. I, it's not nice at all. I love you, Ralph. He's, he's sad. I no, didn't, no, it's okay. I, don't I, I didn't know you then, but I no, know you fine, now. You want to play some Left 4 Dead? I actually played the second one a bit. You know, when it was brand new, but the first one I, I've played very little. Didn't yeah. you play at Harry's house when we had the Left 4 Dead party? Yeah, it didn't go well. The le- <laughs> <laughs> but that that would have to be my favorite game that I've ever played because of you guys. 
Well, you guys are coming to these decisions pretty quick. I mean, I gotta be honest. I, I couldn't. I couldn't say. Like, I'm. I'm all over the place with my. I mean, I can tell you that Majora's Mask is up there. That Ocarina of Time is up there. That Red Dead's up there. Fallout New Vegas and all of its DLC. I mean, I put I put like 300 hours into that game, but I still haven't actually finished it. <laughs> I haven't done yeah, any of the endings. That's just called Fallout for you. <laughs> yeah, right. I I'm just gonna settle somewhere around Red Dead. I. I that's the hardest question you could have asked. <laughs> literally the hardest question. Um, Thank you with the fastball, Ryan. You're making us think, but we appreciate it. Do you want to go, Harry? Sure. Silent Hill. <laughs> <laughs> Throwback. Silent the Final only... Fantasy VI. That a solid game. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> now you're making them think again. No, but the only game that I really went out of my way to purchase... Uh, like I guess accessories for <laughs> is Left 4 Dead because I have fucking every poster <laughs> basically from those games lined in my bedroom or not my bedroom my my gaming room it's scattered all around yeah, um, well, what do you got <clears throat> so it, it would be a tie between Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 <laughs> <laughs> no but uh, to go to go along with what you said Harry I have three keyblades in my house I have ten keyblade necklaces I have a shit ton of Kingdom Hearts stuff. Paraphernalia. Paraphernalia, yeah. <laughs> Paraphernalia. So, He's on a list. I, He's got I, a Keyblade <laughs> bong. <laughs> it's no, a light of list. I mean, it, it has to be my favorite series, so one or two, probably closer because of the new updates too, but one I will get anytime they resell it. They could put a piece of dog shit in it, and I will buy it. That's coming out with three. Oh, no. I'm going to get shanked. All right, what's question number two? Question number two. Kyle Page asked how we come up with what we're going to play for the podcast. Oh, good question, Kyle. Democracy, that's how, bitches. Democracy. Yeah, pretty much (laughs) we, we all kind of bring one game to the table, and we usually vote in rounds for every game. The next step up is, you know, single voting. We all just kind of go in a circle and kind of hammer it out. Cool. Well, thank you for listening to episode six of Super Fun Game Review Podcast. Go! Go away. More like Super Dark Game No Fun Podcast. No. No. (laughs) Gosh. All right. Stay tuned for two weeks from now when we review Parasite Eve. It'll be more lighthearted. Are we all still friends? I'm pretty sure. I think we're good. Uh, maybe in about a week. Thanks for listening to Super Fun Game Review Podcast Go. You can find the guys at Facebook.com slash Super Fun Podcast. On Twitter at Super Fun Podcast and on patreon.com slash superfondpodcast. Email them at superfondpodcastgo at gmail.com. Stay up to date on current content on facebook.com slash superfondpodcast.